on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will continue to talk Obi-Wan Kenobi rumors, namely the latest one that teases a new adorable character appearing alongside an iconic one. They'll also riff on the latest tease from the Senate, who more or less has confirmed a Palpatine live-action TV appearance in 2022. If Kenobi and Pruneface aren't your bag, the duo will also talk about the newly revealed Tales of the Jedi anthology series and an update on the Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Crimson Reign number four will also be highlighted. Of course, the show will end with the fan segment featuring question of the week responses and the latest Star Wars fan artist features. Punch it, Chewie. Everybody, la, 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 la. Bah, 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 bah. one of these days, actually, I'm full of shit. None of these days, we're, we're never gonna have a smooth transition from the front bumper into the start of the show, at least on the live stream, because I can't do creative edits live like I get to do on the podcast only version of the Star Wars Time Show. But that's why you guys love us, and some of you gals, right? It is the, the lunacy. The amateurism, um, borderline bootlegism. We mean sound doesn't work. Don't be fucking with <laughs> our bootleg setup, okay? <laughs> the sound's completely fine. Maybe. Last week was neat. There's, there was like Nick when Nick dropped off. He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Fuck Brian Sype. Fuck the Star Wars time show. I'm taking everyone's audio beds with me. <laughs> so when he, I actually watch it, Nick. When you freeze, and it's like 40 seconds later, that's when the system's like, okay, we're gonna stop letting Brian use Nick's audio bed and then mute him for everyone else. But hey, we figured it out. Nick is alive and well. He's here. Uh, he's on the clock, so there's a good chance he's going to drop off within the next 25 minutes or so. But Probably. that's that's. I I would I recommend at least to those that watch the live stream. By the way, 2:30 p. on um, Tuesdays on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Star Wars Time Show. You can catch the live stream. But if I were all you, I would start playing a game uh, like an over and under or a Nick Skype freeze bingo, and, and kind of see who wins each week. You know, place the bets early on. Is it going to be 25 minutes into it, 30 minutes into it? And then start taking wagers uh, for above or below the bar. All right. We do not condone gambling, but we like when our fans have fun. So, Nick, it's um, it's just one of those weeks where the show falls on a bad Tuesday, <laughs> considering that we have landed in May, which I'm sure you well, you probably haven't since you're, you know, anti-social networking, unless you're making money for yourself by making money for companies. But May honestly has turned into nonstop Star Wars like double entendres with with the days i remember that uh, I from mean, mark yeah he was like may first is this or whatever he like for the last couple of years well yeah it. may may first is like um five oh it, it's the five oh first day now that's what they call it the 501 day uh may 2nd has something may the third has something obviously the 
Um, de facto Star Wars Day, although I know some people still consider May 25 as Star Wars Day, but really for the past decade, it feels like May the 4th has become the pop culture version of Star Wars Day. But uh, the other one is uh, all the sayings are crossed out and it's just din and it says, this is the May. All right. So we got that one going on now. Um, I, I believe we have one. Or we had one in our Discord of, uh, I think Scion posted it. It has all the various dates in May that are supposedly attached to Star Wars. But, like I said, today's the third. Three is less than four, which means all of the big shit coming out on May the 4th is not going to get covered today. All right? Uh, it sucks. I, I hate when this happens. And what makes it so bad is that it's literally less than 24 hours away from the show day. You know what I mean? It, it's like, I, I, I could tolerate it better, Nick, if it was going to be on a Friday or a Saturday. It's like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll have a few days and we can cover it. But it's literally less than 24 ass hours after we'll be done recording this probably dumb episode of the Star Wars time show. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like, come on, galaxy. Yeah. Shine, shine a light on us. Unfortunate for us, but you know, it's, it's, Probably like we've probably either heard about a lot of the shit that's going to come out on May 4th already via leaks, which is, uh, you know, highly likely to be the situation or it's going to be like, I don't think that anything huge that we don't already know about is going to come out or is going to drop. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Devin's in here demanding predictions so I can get down with that. Why not? It'll be better than talking about the secrets of Dumbledore for a few minutes. So. I, I think we, we do finally, I know last week we were running that rumor that you're going to get new Kenobi footage. And while you did get 15 seconds of footage, it wasn't new. And that, that's all we got. So uh, I would not be surprised with something Kenobi, either a TV spot, maybe like a little, oh, hey, we all love each other type of sizzle deal, or maybe a proper trailer. But I, I don't know, man. To me, May the 4th, it's, it's Hallmark. It's a Hallmark Star Wars holiday, which means it's mostly for retail, running sales, gouging Star Wars fans <laughs> by making them think that they're getting a deal, even though the deal is just meant to make them spend more. And uh, I fell prey to that today with Lego. They, they sent me the email. I'm like, oh, I'm VIP. I can get in early, May 1st to whatever. If I spend $160 on Lego sets I don't need, I get free Lego stuff that I don't need. So my, my consumer brain was like, yes, did I hit the mark? No, add another $60 Lego set, even though I really don't want it or need it. But yes, now I have the Lars Homestead Kitchen Dio set. That's what Star Wars Day is. It's, it's like a, a, a pyramid scheme of retail marketing tricks. I mean, yeah. I, I'm guessing you, you, you don't work for any companies that give a fuck about Star Wars Day, or you, you'd yeah. probably be working overtime this week running promos on, you know, buy one or buy 50, get half free deal, <laughs> right? In the name of Star Wars Day. Yeah, none of, none of my clients care that much about Star Wars Day, unfortunately. Um, I mean, if it is just a bunch of retail shit, I mean, that's... I mean, it won't affect me because I'm not going to buy any of it, but that would be kind of disappointing. I would at least like to see some sort of Andor trailer or Andor teaser or Andor see, something like 
I, you know, I'm with you, man. But considering they they moved Celebration back into May, I mean, Celebration's what three weeks away, something like that. Are they gonna blow their collective load tomorrow and, and show the big stuff? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, that's why I honestly think we're in for kenobi stuff because it's already been unveiled and you know i, I don't what, what do they have to say for celebration the motherfucking is de- debuting day two so it, it's not like they need to to, to, to hold stuff Uh oh look who it is welcome back she's here she missed last week because we had a guest but she's here this week what do you think what do you think's going to happen for star wars day tomorrow are we going to get a new kenobi trailer or is it just going to be new toys for us to buy Get your first idea. New Kenobi stuff? Yeah. All right. Well, you came in at the right time because Nick uh, dropped off. So thank you for filling the void, young Padawan. Okay. All right. I'll see you later. Hey, Darth Vader. All right. <laughs> He's back. Well, um, uh, Trevor wins. He took the under at 50 minutes. So <laughs> he won. He won by a mile. I mean, yeah. that was only about 13 minutes in. So. But he's back. We Good might thing get little Charlie showed up. 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you missed it. Charlie showed up to kind of fill the dead air while you were there. But she she agreed with me that maybe you get some Kenobi stuff and, and some toys to buy. But I, I don't know, man. I'm like, what? What would they be willing to release on Star Wars Day that uh, they don't feel would kind of step on the toes of the Star Wars Celebration yeah. panels? I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, Kenobi can wait. Like, we've already had some stuff from Kenobi. Like, Kenobi comes out in three weeks as well. I, mean, I would rather see some—if we only had to get one— I would rather see something of Andor. I mean, we just haven't had anything from that show that's supposedly going to release later this year in in fucking almost a full year. Like, it's just, it, yeah. it, I don't understand it why. It is weird, man. I mean, we didn't cover it, but I'm sure diehard fans have, have heard about because every other fucking site did. I, I'm, I'm getting better at kind of picking and choosing stuff. And I, sorry if it's chasing more and more fans away. But, you know, there's this big thing, and I think Tone shared it, and this isn't against anyone sharing it with us. We do appreciate any lead you find, but just know that I'm a psycho, and I probably already know about it. But there's this thing like, oh, Andor is only three seasons now, cut from five. I'm like, well, when the fuck was it ever revealed that it was yeah, five seasons? It was, it was never I mean, revealed to be five seasons. Yeah, so. that, that's called, like, um, clickbait. Yeah. It's something that one of these days maybe I'll just dive head into. I saw a, a video title today from your friend Mike Zero that literally says, Pedro Pascal fired Carl Urban being brought in to replace him. I mean, what... what what this yeah <laughs> like the the, the 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 balls on people nick these days and it's not the sad thing is it goes all the way up to the fucking highest parts of our government but they have no fucking problem just throwing out lies left and right for clout clicks and an audience it's disgusting yet humans because of our stupid little brains we eat the shit up I guarantee you that Mike Zero video probably already has thousands of fucking views. How much you want to bet? Guaranteed, because that title is so salacious. I'm Pedro sure Pascal does. fired. Okay. Says who? Like, <laughs> I mean, you do? Mike Zero? Come on. 
So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Andor, it is it real? We saw them shooting, but is it really a thing? There, there's we've got a logo, a two or three year old sizzle reel, and some set picks from last summer. So I'm I'm with you, but do they not squat on that stuff for three more weeks for the people at, at celebration? I don't know. Like what's, what, what do you think Lucasfilm's goal is on star Wars day? Is it to sell merchandise or to amp up their, um, future releases? I mean, it depends on what the proximity of celebration is to star Wars day. <laughs> so if it's, yeah. If that's you, what I, that's what like I'm saying. This, if it's like this, they're probably not going to tell you anything. It's not you're not going to get and, anything new that's interesting. You're going to have to wait until celebration because why would they drop something like an awesome trailer if they could drop it at celebration where you're going to have thousands of fans there, you're going to have people covering it like crazy hype and everything like that. Yeah, there's there's no right. way that we get anything that's well, even that, that's what I was kind of, that's why I was kind of proposing, like, I, I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what are their analytics? What are they tracking? What, 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 how are they making these decisions on when to release things? Because you can make the argue, argument, well, why release something at Celebration that maybe only 5,000 people are going to get to see behind closed doors when you could release it on your platforms and every human in the world could see it. So I guess what is their end goal with planned content hype releases? I don't know, but I do think because celebration is so close to May the 4th this year that May the 4th is going to be relatively muted in terms of mega reveals and announcements. Good thing about uh, May the May- 4th is that it's a literally a community fabricated holiday, so they don't even have to do anything to promote it. Oh, but <laughs> y- they they buy full into it. Though. I bet if we oh, went to yeah. StarWars.com right now, it's probably their lead banner, May the 4th, May the 4th. But to me, it's mostly like every other fucking holiday humans have created. It's to sell shit. That, that's what May the 4th is going to be. Yeah. Um, to to sell stuff. Uh, Devin, that, that's why Devin's asking from the chat, wouldn't they want the trailer out a couple weeks before the show, though? That's why I, I give Kenobi the biggest shot of getting something released on Star Wars Day versus the other series. Uh, considering they haven't even given us a release date for Andor, we, we have this supposed window of Q4 Disney fiscal. I, I, you know, I see them saving that stuff for celebration to have the big uh, woohoo type of of moment in reaction, just like they did for Tross and TLJ before it. So uh, that that's why I'm that's why I'm thinking Kenobi is is the one is the deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if there was uh, a Kenobi uh, a Kenobi trailer, but I feel like I don't know. I mean, like you could hold that because they're gonna have. Like the whole celebration is going to be such a hype around Kenobi. Who knows though? Who knows? But yeah, I mean, if it was, yeah, I I just, you know, I'm, I'm looking at like this, if they're literally going to air the first two episodes on day two of celebration, what does holding a trailer until May 26 get you? Sell tickets. Uh, (laughs) That's why, what do they get? What do they get if they drop it tomorrow? Nothing. (laughs) Like they don't get shit. Just more hype. Like they, they, like More people will hype. be like, oh, cool, Kenobi trailer. And if you don't put anything out and you and you put a teaser like Kenobi trailer coming celebration, people will buy tickets. I don't know, but why though? Celebration starts twenty six. 
Kenobi airs 24 hours later. Why do I need to go to Celebration and watch a trailer when I, when I can watch the fucking show the next day? I so I, that's why I think if any property gets any footage on Star Wars Day, it's it's Kenobi. I, I just and this is the first celebration where once tickets went on sale again, they actually had four day passes like a week or two after, which is I don't know if that's still pandemic related things and the cautious people aren't ready to go back or if there is a bit of a like a. What are we even going to do with this celebration? You, you, I mean, you guys don't talk about movies anymore. You, you show us all the show shit. We, you know, we get all that on, on YouTube and your social media. So why are we here for celebration? Because let's, let's be real. Celebration popped up in the first place to celebrate the new movies coming out, starting with episode one, two, and three. I missed one, but I was at two and three. And then when it went away, Celebration morphed. It was like, okay, Star Wars, is it dead? Is it not dead? George Lucas doesn't want to make anything. And I know they still had Celebrations, but then they go around the world and they'd be more general. And then when the sequel trilogy came back, it went back to, okay, we'll have a Celebration for the movie releases, starting with TFA, then TLJ, then Tross. So I, I don't know. I mean, there is a part of me and it helps it being in Anaheim. There is a little FOMO kicking in for celebration. Just I, I do like to be there, uh, but I, I don't like getting there, especially to Anaheim. Uh, I just I don't know that this celebration in particular still doesn't have that jewel. Uh, you know, even the last one we went to, Nick. What was the? There was two jewels, almost three jewels. Yeah, Tross reveal. We didn't even know the fucking name, let alone footage. Mando. We knew it was a thing. We we didn't see anything of it. And Fallen Order. Yeah. So uh, Celebration 2019, that was a fucking ticket. Uh, even 2017 was a ticket. You had TLJ. You had the, the news that Rebels was ending after season four. Uh, so I don't know. Hey, are we just trying to, to shit on it because we're not going? I don't know. I Yeah, I mean, but, after... I actually just don't want to go to this one. This seems like unless they <laughs> blow something out that's like super unexpected, like if Taika shows up and talks about his movie or if there's stuff on Rogue Squadron, which they haven't uh, made any mention of yet for celebration, then it would be work like it would be worth going to. But like, honestly, like I don't like crowds. I don't like going to big ass concerts. So like cel like stuff like celebration and Comic-Con and stuff like that's already kind of like icky for me i, to I go feel to. bad i honestly think all these years doing this podcast i have finally rubbed a little bit too much off on nick and have ruined him he's he's slowly turning into a an old curmudgeon just like me and it's like the poor young nick he used to be you know he liked going out to do this shit covering game conventions and celebrations and before we went live he's like i don't even like watching marvel shows anymore i don't give a shit about the mcu i'm like man you know, hey, I get it, buddy, but it just it, it seems like my my outlook on life of pessimism may have rubbed rubbed off a bit too much on you here. It, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> the Marvel shit is like the Marvel uh, stuff is just the new stuff is just not that exciting to me that's on TV right now. I mean, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll finish whatever it's called, Moon Knight, but I'm not going to go back and watch Hawkeye. I just didn't find that very entertaining. Yeah, Nick, um, he, but, he hates Hawkeye so much he's getting a death to Jeremy Renner t-shirt printed up as we speak <laughs> he does yeah. not like it yeah but this celebration I mean like 
it's got it is some it's, stuff, it, it's but... definitely a in my mind at least on paper it's it's one of the weakest in recent memory outside of the fact that it's the first time in three years star wars fans can gather in mass i mean that that's that's probably the biggest thing it has going for it is everyone's going to be out again everyone's rolling the dice it's probably going to be a mini super spreader even though that's an oxymoron but it's happening if you listen to stern you heard what happened at the fish show at mask and swear gardens it's we still have covid it's still out there yes a lot of us are kind of playing the the lottery with it but um you know i think that's another reason it, it probably didn't have the um kind of the just the instant sellout that most celebrations get i mean i, I can tell you in, in the normal times before the dark times what was it nick if you didn't get in like right at the the beginning you, you pretty much weren't getting a four-day pass i mean the four-day yeah. passes would sell out probably within three to four hours the the jedi level vips would usually sell out in 30 minutes to an hour um, but that that's not the case so and hey we're i'm not trying to shit on everyone's parade I, I hope everyone that goes has a fucking fantastic time and they blow your socks off but uh, that panel schedule came out last week and it's just like all right outside of like the filmmaking one everything is is pretty much an established franchise that we know enough about this it's just like okay give it to us now uh, it's the film wing that we still have just blanks on I, I guess that's probably the allure or would be the allure to me. Yeah. I, I, I need some kind of movie stuff. Like the TV shows are great. I, I love the TV shows, but man, it's just like not the same. It's, you know, it's not the no, same. I, I mean, dude, don't. <laughs> and this is why I, I, I never want theaters to die because going to the movies, even if you're go by yourself, like I do almost 95% of the time, it still is, it's an experience. It is, it is different than sitting in your basement, even if you have nice screens. I mean, I have a 75-inch, I have Dolby Atmos. I have my own little movie theater, but it's not the fucking same as going to a movie theater. Uh, seeing something on an IMAX, going to a, a Dolby Atmos theater setup. I mean, that is fucking intense. Yeah. I mean, we, we took a little neighbor girl for the first time to a movie, and it was at the Dolby Atmos. She's never been there. And you should have saw her face when the movie starts she's like my seat's moving it feels like my back's rumbling i'm like yeah that this is called going to the motherfucking movies all right this is why we spend 13 dollars or more to go watch a movie at the movies um so yeah i mean even even trevor's in here he's he's saying uh, in the live stream that there's hotel room reopenings that never happens so i mean honestly this may be a great celebration to go to because it may be a thinned herd. Yeah, you're not going to have as it, much crowd. You might be able to see some of like the the yeah. booths and stuff a little bit easier. Right. So you're not going to be yeah. fighting to get in the shit. I mean, it was revealed, Nick. They are doing the raffle system. So uh, fingers crossed for our fans that are going. Uh, may May the uh, what is it? What are they saying? The Hunger Games. <laughs> may for, uh, yeah, may the odds thing. be ever in your favor or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, because that, that's a crapshoot. And if you don't get any, then have fun checking out the expo floor for four days in a row. But the, like I said, in the end, celebration, it's about hanging out with like-minded individuals and then getting fucked up so, at, at one point in time during the day and seeing how fucked you up you are the next day 
and how miserable you're going to be during the Mandalorian panel. That was my adventure at the last one because Nick took me out Saturday night. We went to like some comedy thing in Chicago. They kept feeding me IPAs, even though I said, no, give me water. And you're <laughs> that like, was, oh, your, yeah, that we'll was just, your wife. Just keep giving them IPAs. And that before I know it, I'm like walking big. up and down city streets in Chicago looking for fucking deli meat to eat. Uh, going back and forth on trains because some asshole in our party was leaving shit at the club. And then I wake up the next day in my bed, clothed, have a quick throw up. And then uh, I think Nick and and the intern are ringing me like, hey, man, it's time to go. We got to go to the Mando (laughs) thing. I was like, great. I'm sitting in a cab. Literally, that that cab ride over, I'll never forget it because I was just sitting in there like, please don't let me fucking puke in the cab. Like I just I had that strong urge to vomit and we're in a cab at celebration in chicago with traffic people walking all over the place it's fucking snowing snowing, and like april but i made it through got through the mandalorian conference or panel which was excellent and i lived to tell the tale so um yeah that's that's another good point if i was living in california it it, it would it would also be like yeah i'll roll down there why not but for yeah. someone that lives in the midwest to get it to get to anaheim it just even back before the pandemic i was looking at this one with kind of a a, a shitty face like eh, i don't know i, I don't know I don't, I don't know about the trick to anaheim i don't know if it's going to be worth it so yeah anaheim's just like california is an expensive place to stay too so yeah, fuck yeah, yeah it is. I mean, at least, hey, if anything, if you're traveling from a shitty state, like a red state that doesn't believe in uh, legal drugs, that's probably the one upside to this being in California. You can just roll into a dispensary, get yourself some some Scooby snacks, uh, some edibles. I, you know, I'd recommend some edibles, really enjoy the show floor, some of the panels, take the edge off a little bit, uh, or to have them for a hangover cure, okay? there, There's a... There's, there's a lot to be said about waking up and having a little puff, puff pass to help you get through a rough night. All right. Only the classiest of celebration advice on the Star Wars time <laughs> show. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, those are our bullshit predictions. Uh, I think tomorrow is mostly reveals that are related to capitalism and spending money and uh, like a Kenobi deal. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if we got dates like I, I could see them revealing dates for Andor, dates for Bad Batch, stuff like that. But I don't know. I just don't see them having a a, a Star Wars news bukkake on this May the 4th. I think they're saving that little affair for celebration. Yeah. <sighs> But have fun. We, we know, I mean, Bat's going to be there, 1-6, uh, Nova, a.k.a. Black Series Clips, uh, the props and the scoundrel, Team Cameo, they're going to be out there probably living it up. That's who I would go find. If you're out there, look for fucking Devin and Justin. Like, that, that's who I'd be hanging out with because they, they're connected. Like, I don't know if they're in, like, the mob or something, but those dudes are connected. <laughs> I may be creeping, but I'm on social media, right? We got to do our job on at Star Wars Time Show IG. I got to find the art. And uh, I, I do see a lot of times they're eating fucking steaks, staying at the beach, driving Teslas, going to Disney. I mean, they're, 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 Nick, they may be living a better life than you. 
Probably. You know what I mean? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, l- l- we'll get into our topics eventually. We're still in the bullshit hour here. Why not? Um, I, I had something to bitch about. Oh, do you, you like humans a little bit more than me, right? Although it sounds like you're starting to like them a lot less. I just don't like crowds, but like people in general are okay, I guess. Not now. Like, I mean, not after. Would you get weird? Like I'm, I'm getting a little weird because tonight the neighbor who, who I, I enjoy, like these aren't even humans I dislike. The neighbor who I enjoy, they are smoking some ribs. Okay. Okay. And they, they invited a few of us over to come eat them. And you know how I am with eating and drinking and all that shit, right? I mean, it's weird, but it's the system that works for me. Uh, one of these days, you need to remind me, I need to display the picture of myself in my South Park boxers when I weighed 230. <laughs> because it is, it's a jarring reminder to people that I got to do some work to not look like that all the time. Okay, so getting invited to do something with humans tonight which should be a fun and delightful thing has caused me nothing but anxiety today. You, do you, do you ever get like that? Where like you, you get invited to do something and you know, it is going to be fun, but you also know that it's going to fuck up your routine, which could ruin the fun. And then you just sit there and you're like, fuck, not, not or, or are you normal person? For, it's not like routine based for me. I just have social anxiety. So even if it's like okay. going out with friends and I know it's going to be a good time, sometimes I will just cancel because I have an anxiety attack right. and All I right. don't want to go. But no, it's not yeah, because I'd, it's like it's going to ruin my routine. Yeah, for me, it, it's routine based. Like if, if I go off and I, I think this is part of the OCD. I, I mean, last week, this shows you how fucking nuts I am with certain things. I make a pizza every Monday, like out of some cauliflower, cauliflower crust, all this shit, fairly healthy pizza. I do everything. I cut up the veggies, put the sauce on the cheese, cook it. I refuse to cut it because if I feel like my wife doesn't cut it, my life is going to end. Like something bad will happen. Okay. Like that, that's real. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking problem. I'm not like so bad that I can't function, but I do have odd thoughts like that. Um, so yeah, tonight it should be fun. It should be entertaining. It should be damn good. But I'm like, well, I don't eat normal food on Tuesday. I don't want the temptation. So therefore it's fucking with my head. And the same thing like Saturday coming up, the, the, the one of the neighbors is having like a little kid party and you're like, oh yeah, come over for a cookout. And I'm like, a fucking cookout. It's Saturday's Chipotle night. Saturday's Chipotle night. God damn it. How could you infringe upon me with a cookout? We, we, yeah, and, we and, don't, and we having don't have fun that. and socializing. God damn it. It's Chipotle <laughs> night on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. We, so. we don't have that. We don't have like a set menu that we make every <laughs> week. We don't have like, this is the day that we go this place. We don't, we just kind of mix yeah, it but up you're, every week. You're not a predisposed tub of lard, right? <laughs> I mean, dude, I have been conscious about my weight since fourth grade. Short and fat is not good. All right. It fucks people up and I'm still fucked up. And I do. I have to live a certain way or I'm going to end up like 230 pound Matt in South Park, South Park boxer shot. (laughs) I'm doing it next next show. If you got to remind me, I'll display it right here on the screen. I don't give a fuck. Because if anything, it'll show people like, 
holy shit, he really was a fat piece of shit. He must actually <laughs> diet and exercise because what a tub of lard. So, no, that's why I have these constructs, because if I did not, I would be a disaster. All right. Like pushing me around in a wheelchair, my 600 pound life type of shit. <laughs> I get those. Pr- I get those people. I get it. I just have the willpower to not end up needing a forklift to take me out of my fucking house. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Ran over. I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm weird. I, I get, it's not as bad as you to where I'll like cancel out of stuff, but I will think about having to be around people instead of doing what I want to do. It's more of like what I want to do versus having to do stuff with other people. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. If, if it's not going according to the script in my mind, it's like, eh, th- this isn't right. This isn't, this isn't good. I need, I need my, my uh, schedule to play out so I can be ready to go on Monday and not want to jump off a cliff. So yay, happy times at the Star Wars time show. We're, we're a bunch of mentally healthy, aging young men, all right? <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm no longer young. I'm over 40, so it's just young Nick and middle-aged. Or am I moving into <laughs> late-age Matt at, at going on 42? Am I middle-aged Nick, or am I, I don't know, moving I think, into my elder, eld, elderly years? I think middle-aged is still encompassed in the 40s, right? I'm not sure, though. <laughs> I guess it depends on when you die, because you really don't know when yeah. the middle of your age is until you're already dead. Uh, yeah, that's, so. that's a good point. All right. I, I feel like we're, we're putting people to sleep. So real quick, my, my little thing to share this week before we get into Star Wars is I, I caught up on all the big movies and finally I was like, you know what? I've, I've watched the, t- the, the two previous Fantastic Beast films. I might as well go check this one out. And uh, my goodness, is it bad? It is. I remember I saw the first one. I was like, you know what? Not bad. I, I can get behind this franchise, the prequel. I, I, I can dig it. Second one comes out. I'm going, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I even remember reading when the second one came out, people were like, uh-oh, J.K. Rawlings is f- falling into the George Lucas trap of making prequels. And, and at that time, I'm like, yeah, it's a good comparison. Now, this one came out, and I actually think that person's an asshole for comparing the Star Wars prequels to the Harry Potter prequels because the Harry Potter prequels, they take the cake for the worst, dumbest, poorly written bits of lore I've ever witnessed and the secrets of Dumbledore is like the cherry on top of just blah Nick I don't even know how to describe this movie to you it's just it's soulless heartless characterless it feels like there was no driving force throughout the entire thing it's like what what are we even watching here it's almost like it was a direct continuation of the second one so unless you Watch that one and then went right into this one. A lot of the things that they're trying to make you care about just completely fail. It's just bad. Yeah, um, I, I've heard Johnny that. Depp being replaced or not. It's just it's not good. Like, it's just not a good story. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, I they're not going to make any more of them either. I think this was supposed to be what, like a five movie um, like series and uh, they've already announced that if this one performs poorly, which it is, um, they're not going to make any more. So. Bro, it, it has to be. I mean, I, I saw it last Thursday, which I, I think would have been its second week in theaters. 
I was one of four people in an IMAX theater, yeah, which I mean, probably seats over a hundred. So it's like good. And it should, I mean, everyone looks bad. Eddie Redmayne doesn't look good. Jude Law doesn't come off good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mads. Michelson, the fuck's yeah. his name? Yeah. He's all right, but it's like, who cares? Like, who gives a fuck about Grindelwald? I mean, who fucking cares? That, that, my whole time, I'm just like, who fucking cares about any of this? Like, wh- why am I sitting here? It's like, I might as well just go home and fucking sit in my basement. So, I don't know if anyone had plans to see this, unless you're like me and you feel like, hey, you, you've invested in the other two. You might as well kind of see where this goes. I, I would even say, at this point, you don't even need to figure that out. Just... I'm spoiling that mystery for you. Secrets of the Dumbledore or the secrets of Dumbledore will do nothing for you with the Harry Potter, Harry Potter prequels. Uh, They are 10 times worse than the Star Wars prequels. In fact, like I said, I think it's a, it's a crime to even compare the two at this point in time. While the Star Wars prequels were rough on a 19-year-old. You got to remember, a lot of you, I know Justin's probably getting ready to hammer on his keyboard. Like, you always fucking make fun of prequels. I was damn near 20 years old when they came out. I wasn't a little kid like a lot of you. It took me a while to understand that that's why people were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over the prequels. I get it. You were little people. You had mushy brains. And they were built for you. Good. If you're someone as an adult and you, you feel like the sequel trilogy wasn't up to par, try to try to correlate that to people like me that were adults w- watching the prequels, okay? Do you, do you get that? Do you have that empathy yet? Have you developed that yet, my friends, that get so angry about Star Wars like me? I would never get angry about Star Wars at this point in time. I have grown immensely through this show right nick i mean it's been at least a week or two since i've had my latest meltdown <laughs> yeah i mean it's very different from the beginning when the the prequels were <laughs> literally you couldn't talk Every about show. them without. yeah i mean that, that's probably like the, the the 500th time nick sat down and was writing in his journal reason 5000 why i need to quit the star wars time show well it was another friday night Matt was drunk, and we somehow ended up having him rail on the prequels yet again. In particular, the same thing he says over and over about Revenge of the Sith. Someone please kill me, Nick. <laughs> and then he went to bed. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of what I uh, envision. Um, yeah, I, I like the prequels, too, because I was telling myself that I, I liked them. It wasn't until the Clone Wars came full circle that I was able to... Uh, fully appreciate what they are and now i do i, I do kind of look at them as like these little little treats in in all of star wars i actually do like watching the prequels at least once or twice a year so i can grow can you can the rest of you grow if i can do it you can do it too um but you don't need to grow to the point where you go watch the secrets of dumbledore it's it's fucking terrible the, uh, mm-hmm. There was just an announcement, Star Wars Celebration panel spotlight. They're going to have a Siege of Mandalore screening with Dave Filoni, Carrie oh, Beth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that actually came out last week, Nick. So I, I need to send that to you so you can plan your 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 um, coverage attack. But they, they did finally release every panel going down. And, and that's the one. 
in particular, I, I latched on like you just did there. I think in the discord is like, Hey, anyone going, this is probably something I would want to sign up for. Uh, cause that, that the siege of Mandalore would be what the final four episodes of the clone wars. Yeah. Three, I think uh, three, 10, yeah. 11, 12 with the, with the red where it changes to the red logo. Yeah. yeah. Watching that in, in a, in an auditorium with other star Wars fans with the man. Come on. That's, that's a highlight of this celebration. No doubt about it. that. That is one I would hope that uh, I would win the lottery for hundred percent. All right, dude, let's go ahead and get into our topics this week, at least our Star Wars topics this week, as we've been having a little bit of diarrhea of the mouth about non-Star Wars stuff. So uh, this is, I I guess we could classify this as a leak for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So for those of you that aren't into this, uh, you may want to avoid it. But I I would say that this isn't like a plot-destroying leak. Uh, it's more of a, a new character coming to the Star Wars franchise type of leak. Oh, I needed that big time. Even tasted like sausage. So, the gist of this is it sounds like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Nick, is trying to capitalize on the whole Grogu craze by establishing its own new cute and adorable character. All right. Do I, do I have your interest yet? Or are you like, fuck, just more things to sell at retail? That Give me pretty a much. Break. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. So here it is. What is this new character? Who is this new character? What may it be? Well, this comes from, I I believe, making Star Wars initially broke this, but um, (laughs) SWNN ran it as an exclusive. As a sidebar, I've really been enjoying following making Star Wars' Twitter and how salty he has gotten over the past few weeks about other outlets jacking his shit and getting it posted on Reddit leaks because they've banned him, but they allow his content on there as long as it's scraped on another site. And he just, he's getting, some of the tweets are, are choice saltiness. Like, oh, I, I guess it's an exclusive if you don't do any research and just write it as your own post. And he's right. I know he had this in a leak from weeks ago, but then SWNN <laughs> ran it as an exclusive. And all I want to say, Nick, to someone like him is, welcome to our life, pal. This is what it's like to be irrelevant in the Star Wars fandom universe. Now you know what it feels like. Uh... Welcome to the party. It sucks, doesn't it? But this yeah. is it. This is what we live. Uh, we get zero credit for anything. Uh, I mean, at this point, Reddit leaks is only SWNN, the Illuminati, or Bestman Bulletin. That's it. Th- those are the only sites that get content on there. So I fucked it. I don't even care anymore. But anyways, I'm going to give this sort of credit as well to making Star Wars as well as SWNN. They're reporting that this new character will indeed be a personal security droid for the young Princess Leia. And the droid is going to be similar to what was featured way back when in a Kathleen Kennedy produced production called Batteries Not Included. Now, Nick, being someone not born in the early 80s, did you ever see... No, it's actually pretty. I I remember it being a pretty good little film, but it's about these little alien robots that show up and like start fucking with old people in in an apartment complex. Uh, But apparently 
Leia's little droid is going to be similar in build to that. It, it, it like hovers. It's almost like a drone that hovers around her to keep her protected. And uh, as we know through some of the other leaks, it doesn't sound like this droid does a very good job because one of the big things that is going to get Kenobi off of that dust bowl, as we've learned, and just be, be careful here to any of you not new listeners, he, he's going to be called off world to go rescue the young princess. Okay. And it is, it's sounding, it's sounding now like Leia is going to be a, a fairly major player throughout the series where I think early on we thought that, you know, she might just truly be a MacGuffin. It sounds like she may be um, for the buddies. Yeah. Buddies with, with the robed one with Mr. Hello there for longer than we speculated, my friend. Uh, and she's going to have this droid with her. And uh, apparently the droid's aim again is to, hey, it's here to protect Leia. But the end game is ultimately to try and capitalize on the adorableness quotient that Grogu or Baby Yoda at the time introduced in the first season of The Mandalorian. So what say you? <laughs> are, are you going to vomit when you see this little droid and throw shit at your screen and be like, boo, boo? I mean, they did the same thing with, Jedi Fallen Order with BD and then even right. in whatever is called the Battlefront 2 campaign with uh, Iden. Well, Iden had that floating I'm glad you too. said that because you're not wrong. As soon as I read this, I was like, you know what? This sounds just like the Seventh Sisters like mini probe droid that she would have on her back, which was the same as Nick just said that Iden had in that game. And, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm envisioning for Leia's droid. You know, maybe it does kind of have a dock on, on like a backpack or whatnot, or maybe it does just truly always drone over her, but it does sound like it's going to be, you know, no different than an R2 or C3PO where it is a character that is going to be going on these journeys and, possibly causing hijinks that's meant to make fans smile, maybe weep, but most importantly, open their wallets, yeah. not just their hearts, Nick, their wallets. I mean, they like the, the writers of this are pointing to like, Oh, they're going to cutify it. Like they did with Grogu. But I mean, like star Wars always had that character. It was R2D2. And then in the sequel trilogy, it was BB eight. Like they always had, a cute droid or a droid that was like this feisty little, uh, you know, little go getter that character or that the fans would kind of attach to. So, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the Grogu effect. It's just like that's star Wars has always had that in one way, uh, in one form or another. Um, I mean, even with fucking rebels, it was chopper like with rebels yeah. instead of it being like a, like the same personality as R2, he's kind of like a curmudgeon dickhead older guy and you know so they always had that type of character there so i don't know if this is like a supposed to be the grogu-ification of star wars it's just following the formula that they've had since fucking day one i mean honestly nick what it what it gets me excited for is a young leia i i i, I think there's a chance i'm not telling everyone to go take this to the bank yet but I think there's a chance, just based on what I've been been skimming through, that young Leia could possibly steal the show. Like, like have some moments. You know she's going to be sassy as fuck, right? You know it. You know she's going to be a little boss. Yeah. Uh, and she's probably already mixed up in forms of rebelling in, in the resistance pockets throughout the galaxy. 
So I, I have a feeling this little girl who, you know, uh, supposedly is Vivian. What's her name? Vivian Blair from uh, the Bird Box or Bird, yeah. whatever the fuck that was. I, I just I, the things I've read and I'm not going to go into them too in, in detail because I do know more than Nick at this point, And we kind of agreed to, to keep things shelved after the first salvo of, of leaks. But I, 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 I just I would not be surprised if Prince, Princess Leia or young Princess Leia ends up being one of the more talked about characters from the Kenobi trailer. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it, you can only like. I don't I feel like with a character like Princess Leia, I don't know if you could have her in it for two episodes and then just be like, OK, well, we're kind of done with you. It was kind of the same thought process with adding Luke at the end of TFA. He was like, well, if we added him earlier, then he kind of takes over the movie. And right. I feel like that's the same thing that's going to happen with Princess Leia here. Like, you, you can't just, like, put her in and then take her out, especially if she's not, like, if she was, like, a baby and she couldn't talk or anything like that, then it would be different. Like, you could just save her, get out of there. But... With somebody who has like an actual personality and is going to be interacting with Kenobi and is probably going to build some sort of little bond with Kenobi, it's going to be harder to just say like, okay, well, she was only in it for an episode and a half, and now we're we're right. ditching her. So, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. The, the the main focus is clearly Obi Wan Kenobi and his fragile mental state, and then the adventure he goes on makes him realize he should have hope. There is reason to have hope again. Like that, that's that's the ultimate narrative we're gonna see. We're going from depressed Kenobi to back in the world Kenobi who starts to see, you know what? I gave up. I'm the idiot. I'm the one thinking doom and gloom. I'm the one that kind of put my my saber away and detach from the force. These other motherfuckers out there that don't even have wizard skills, they're fighting back. And that's that's got me excited. So now I'm ready to fight back, too. Uh, but I, I think you're right. I, I could see Leia's sass in the state that Kenobi is in early on clashing and her kind of being like, you're you're this Kenobi guy. My dad used to talk about you fucking loser like shit like that. Like that's I kind of see her like, really? Almost like how she was on the Death Star when a farm boy and a smuggler in a walking carpet show up to rescue her. She's almost incredulous to the fact that this was her rescue party. She's like, you guys are going to get me off the fucking Death Star? No, I'll get us off the Death Star, grabs the blaster and takes charge. Uh, That's who I think we're going to see. It's just going to be the the Mighty Might version of the princess. So I, I don't know. I'm... Obviously, I'm most excited for the Vader stuff and uh, like the the emotional aspects of this show. But the more I read about young Leia and her potential, I I don't know. I think she is going to have some scenes that fans are going to latch on to. And I I think I'm I'm all for it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Luke had his time. You know, Luke's Luke's adventure was the original trilogy. Let, let's let's let Leia have a little fun and a little development to, to, to see things that she went through as a young person that ultimately formed that strong 18, 19 year old princess we met on the Tantive Four. Uh, so I'm, I'm surprisingly getting quite excited for a young princess Leia because I, I my friends, I don't think you're gonna get a ton of young Luke 
you'll probably get that scene we got in the trailer. Uh, you might get a few uh, talking scenes like we talked about where he's in the market trying to finagle toys and knickknacks from his aunt and uncle. But I, I'd say once Kenobi leaves Tatooine, that's it for Luke. Outside of maybe at the end, you might get a final check-in moment as Kenobi realizes, like, all right, I, I know what I need to do now. Qui-Gon's with me. Let's get the fucking work. And, and that'll be it. I, and Luke, I think, is going to be minimally featured in Kenobi, and, and I'm okay with that. Because like I said, if you really think about it, it's, I know we say it's Anakin's six movies, but the, the back half of that, the, his son gets a pretty fucking heavy narrative focus. Uh, so I, I don't think young Luke, even as cool as that shot was of him essentially being his dad on a pod racer, I think that's going to be his moment. Maybe, maybe they pay off on the whole rumored uh, T-16 Skyhopper toy tees, and we see him at the end kind of wishing it around in the garage as an homage to A New Hope. But uh, I think this is going to be Young Leia, Kenobi, Vader, and then Cameo Town. And I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. What, I, what else can you say about Kenobi, man? We, we've been hanging off its testicles for a year and a half at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's, there's really not too much else to talk about with Kenobi. Uh, but I agree that I don't want a lot of focus on young Luke. Uh, it's just, he's been like, like you said, he's been explored in depth and, in, in not only the, uh, original trilogy, but also the sequel trilogy, even, even that's, more. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, you get to see like his, you, you literally that's get a to good see point. his thing played out in full from, I mean, now we're going to see from in like not infancy, but being a child, until he died. And I mean, yeah, really, Leia has always kind of played second fiddle to Luke. You could argue that the only movie where she doesn't is five um, is, is ESB. So it, it is kind of like a due time that that Leia gets something that's focused solely on her or at least primarily on her over her brother at the very least. Um but I would and, hope that something like this would open up more possibilities for like seeing like uh, a, like a teenage Leia, like coming up in the Senate and stuff like that in some sort of content. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to see her in the Imperial Senate in the Alderaan booth with old man Bale just fucking yelling at Palpatine and Masamita? who are, you know, sitting in that center tower still. I, I mean, you know she'd be in there yeah. sassing it up, like she's, waving she's, her finger, like yeah. bullshit. Or, or she's sitting there and she's like, bullshit, doing stuff like that. And when Palpatine's given like his state of the empire, she's sitting there making like fart noises or fuck you, you know, heckling, <laughs> that type <laughs> of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, uh, I want I want more Leia because you're right. That, that's a great point on the sequel trilogy. If you think about it and, you know, if they didn't fuck that up and kept it with one director, one writer, Luke was the whole goddamn plot of The Force Awakens. He was he's what the bad guys wanted and what, who the good guys wanted. Yeah. I mean, uh, so you, you're 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 dead on. I mean, really, once Kenobi airs from Kenobi all the way through The Last Jedi, Luke gets a heavy amount of time to showcase to the audience who he is as a character. Yeah. And like, I just in it, like you can blame Lucas for that to a certain degree, you know, because like he knew that both of these characters were related. He knew that both of these characters essentially had the same type of 
power and the same abilities within them, but he chose to essentially give Leia, uh, I don't want to say a backseat role, but like make her the politician over the fighter. And what unfortunately came from that was that we just spent 40 plus years focusing on the fighter and almost no time focusing on the politician or the, you know, the, the political leader or the, the rallier of the troops and stuff like that, who eventually becomes a general like Leia just kind of gets backseated for the entirety yeah, of I mean, the Star let, Wars. Let's break franchise. it down, Nick. <laughs> this might not be a popular opinion with those aggro males out there, but for 18, 19 years, what was Luke doing? He was it's fucking around with a thumb fucking up his butt in the middle yeah, he had, of the he desert. He had his thumb up his butt, playing with toys, bitching and moaning about wanting to do more with his life. By that time, Leia was in the fucking Senate. She was leading the rebel. She was a leader in the rebellion. <laughs> she was already stealing shit for rebels when she was like yeah. fourteen or fifteen. We saw that in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, so she is quite in a. It, it is funny, and I think that's what Kenobi is going to give us. It, it's going to show us how different the twins' lives were. Yeah, I mean, Luke is literally in no man's land, living sadly like a poor person. Leia is a goddamn princess who probably has had everything given to her that she's ever wanted, but she still is driven to help the downtrodden, the marginalized, so on and so forth. I mean, we're going to see it in Kenobi at probably 10 or 11 years old. She's a fucking activist. She is out there helping the resistance, helping those movements, possibly poking Obi-Wan like, hey, fuckhead. (laughs) <laughs> quit moping around on that planet and do something with those goddamn us. powers everyone told me about yeah yeah so yeah i mean uh, y- y- you're not wrong i mean and that's why when when those bozos show up to save her on the death star she's like all right give me the fucking gun i'll get us out of this mess shoots the the grate to the trash compactor room gets them down there i mean she she does kind of take charge and guess what the boys let her they're like, fuck it. We're, we're not we're not messing with her. Even Han starts to talk shit. He's like, God damn, that princess is something else, huh, huh kid? Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Immediate attraction right after she showed her <laughs> her grit. But yeah, I mean, like, it's I hope that we get a lot of focus on Leia. She deserves a lot of focus. She has way more story to tell than Luke does at this point. Luke is literally just sitting down and fucking yeah. Playing with his ship, pretending I mean, Luke, to be honest, Peter. Luke stumbles himself into an X-Wing, has his buddy shoot a lucky shot to have him sink the shot that blows up the Death Star, and he instantly becomes the face of the Rebellion. <laughs> it's fantastic. Leia worked her whole life for the Rebellion. Her, bro- her, her farm boy brother shows up, like this hillbilly, gets in an X-Wing, Manages to survive until the end because he's got Obi-Wan Kenobi juice with him. Just as he's about to get blasted by his father, his uh, his slick Rick buddy shows up, shoots his dad in the ass, and then he, he, he makes a, a one in a million shot to blow up the Death Star. And he becomes the legend, the face of the rebellion. It's a man's world, but it's a man's world even in star wars you gotta love it It don't matter it don't matter how much of your life you dedicated to the rebellion if you're the one that blew up the fucking death star even though you needed help from all your friends 
you are the champ. All right, Luke for president. I mean, after after the Battle of Yavin, Luke could have walked into Mon Mothma's office and be like, yo, I'm the fucking boss now. And they would have been like, yeah, okay. sure, you blew that fucking thing up. Go yeah. for it, pal. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're an emotional mess that just learned out you have superpowers and, and your dad was killed by Darth Vader. By the way, it, he's actually your dad. But yeah, let's let's make you the boss. So that, that is funny. Yeah, I mean it's it's wild when you think about it that way, but yeah, more more focus. No, on, Bat, on Bat, you're Leia. right. Bat is right. Kenobi helped Luke way more than he will ever have to help Leia. And like I said, I, I honestly think by the end of this Kenobi series, we'll all feel like Leia helped Kenobi more than he actually helped her. Figure some stuff out, yeah, like get his yeah. mind right. Right, I do. I think she's going to be. I mean, the other characters he meets that are rebelling are going to play a role too. Probably uh, Kumal's character, uh, you know, maybe O'Shea, since we don't know much about him. You know, yeah. these people could definitely be helping him out. But I, I think Leia is going to be that voice in his head. You can do more. You can always do more. And then All after right. that, he so, just chills out in the desert for another nine years. And for another nine years. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, he's like, all right, hey, uh, I got to go back brand. to Jedi school. I'll see you guys in about another decade. Or yeah. if, if some fucking droids crash land on my planet, I guess we'll, we'll kind of speed yeah. things along. Maybe. <laughs> Good luck. Because that's the other thing. You have to argue. I mean, when was Kenobi going to make his move with Luke? Oh, yeah. Really, think about it. When was he ever going to make his move? Was he, he going to wait till he was like fucking 30 or 40? Oh, dude. I don't know if he, like legitimately, if it hadn't have been for what happened with uh you know the the droids landing and everything like that he probably would never have he probably wouldn't have yeah because it, it would he wouldn't have done it until something happened to Baru and, and Owen because he felt that with that family he was the safest but now he knew uh that after he saw them dead like okay now, because even before then, even before they got to the hovel and saw it fucking burnt to a crisp and shit like that, like he was like, oh, yeah, you can come with me. You can come with me. Then yeah, he was like, like no, you. you really need to fucking do this now because there's nobody else here for you. Like, right. It, he wasn't going to fucking make a move. It was it was done. He was going to yeah, sit I mean, there like, until he died. It, it is funny when you think about it. It just shows you how hypocritical the Jedi were, especially during the, the prequel era. You know, they, they were giving Anakin the business over him being 10 and in, in wanting to get trained. Here you have Kenobi could have started molding young Luke from birth. And, and he ultimately waits till he's almost 20 ass years old. Yeah. I mean, like, no wonder Luke had so many fucking emotional problems trying to learn the force. Uh, it's like they, 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 they couldn't get past what what they set up their hubris as uh, cranky luke says in, in tlj i don't know it is funny it's like luke was a sp he was almost like a slow a slow skywalker they they had to kind of uh, approach him with kid gloves where leia bail was like holy shit this one is just like her mom she's a fucking spitfire turn her loose get yeah. her into the young the young senator program on alderaan let's do it <laughs> yeah I mean, Man, she, she let's has a go. cool story that we should eventually find out about one day, but who the fuck knows? May 27, May 27. It, it's not the Kenobi show. It's going to be the young Princess Leia show, and I'm all for it. Do it. Let's all do right, it. so sticking with Star Wars TV series. That's all we got. Once again, 
our boy, Mr. Do It, the Senate himself, Ian McDiarmid, is not even trying to hide the fact that his character of Emperor Palpatine is probably coming to the small screen near you in the year 2022. Some would say I'm a lyricist. So, um, you know, Nick and I, we talked about this weeks ago when we came across an an article that he was interviewed for because I I guess he owns like a theater or something like that over in the UK. And it was reopening again and they they were interviewing like, oh, hey, as a blah, 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 it's Star Wars. All right. And he's like, yeah, you know, hey, well, let's just say that what they're doing now, there's, there's definitely opportunities for my character return based on the series they have running and the timelines they're in because he would be alive and that's when nick and i are like yeah fuck i mean kenobi makes perfect sense doesn't have to be big in it it could be like an empire strikes back moment where you just got kind of get a check-in yep you know uh, uh once palpatine figures out that kenobi's back and he knows that vader knows kenobi's back he could definitely call him up on the hollow and do his palpatine thing and kind of get under vader's skin and taunt him over the fact like oh kenobi who left you to die is alive what are you gonna do about it you pussy are you gonna let him live look what he did to you he weakened you and turned you into a shell of your former you know he's gonna do the palpatine thing and i think that that's a prime moment in kenobi just just a moment. That's all you need. We, yeah. we we didn't really need the Emperor in in the original trilogy, and it was just fine. So we don't need him in, in heavy doses in any of these 2022 series, which honestly would be Kenobi and or or Bad Batch, Bad but I Batch. don't think I don't yeah. think McDermott does uh, the computer voices or the yeah, no, he, um, voice he didn't acting do anymore. The voice for, yeah, if he does, I mean, that would be nice if he does, because honestly, if there's one series that he could be most active in and out of these three, it would probably be in Bad Batch because it's literally right after the formation of the Empire and the overthrow right. of the government where, where you would want to see him a lot, see what the machinations are and stuff. But I, Dude, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, it could get boring, but I, I know that's kind of why the prequels were a little rough for some people because it, it pretty much was all politics or at least Star Wars politics. But I'm with you, dude. I would love to see... Just a day in the life of Sheev Palpatine as the Emperor. Yeah. No, uh, like, what, what are his meetings like that aren't with Vader? Because we, we know what his Vader meetings are like. They're, they're, they're very one-sided, and they're always meant to keep Vader fucking angry and humble when it comes to their power dynamic. Like, yeah. listen, I want you pissed off and strong, but just know you can't fucking beat me ever. I am way more powerful than you. But I, I you know, I, I would like to see what was he saying to the senators that bought into his bullshit? What, what, what were him and Masamita and at that, that, at that time Sly Moore? What, what were they planning? Uh, what were the plans for leaving the clones as occupying forces? I, I could actually get into a series uh, that was, uh, you, you could call it Palpatine's Office. And it literally are just like meetings he takes throughout the day. You know, sometimes maybe he'll electrocute someone that he doesn't <laughs> like. Other times, maybe he'll high five someone at the end of a meeting. Uh, but I, I could get into Palpatine's office and just kind of see what his day to day is. You it know, would be fun. First up on fun. the day, piss off my apprentice. Check. All right. I did that. Now I'm going to move on to I'm going to kill one of my advisors. <laughs> all right. At noon. I'm going to execute a legion of Imperial Guards. 
And then at one o'clock, I'm going to have my biscuit, you know, <laughs> something like that. I think it would. Yeah, I think it would be fun, so, especially in the early days of the Empire. But I don't think that's what he's talking about, because the quote that Mr. McDiarmid says is there's a certain show coming soon set right around the time I may have considered to be very active. Whether or not you will see my <laughs> physical body, I cannot comment on, but you will certainly feel my presence. So, I mean, like, I don't. Uh, so yeah. he's. That's a confirmation, first and foremost. Like, that's not even a, a wiggle statement, yeah. right? I mean, he is saying Palpatine is in a certain show coming soon. Coming, the only one that we know for he, sure is coming soon is Kenobi. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. other show that is confirmed to be coming soon. Like, Andor, we, we have assumptions and we're like, okay, it could be yeah, right here. Like, it's this yeah. year. And then, even for is it soon? I don't even know. For Bad Batch season two, we're still like, ah, somewhere around here, right? Somewhere in this region, but not any so, confirmed times. I mean, to me, it's Kenobi or Andor. Kenobi getting the very, 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 very heavy slant. I mean, it just, it makes too much sense to get a, a hollow chat. And it plays into what Ian's saying here. He can't confirm if we're going to see his physical body, but we're going to feel his presence. Well, well, how's that happen? It's either going to be through a force chat, which him and Vader have least have never done on screen, or it's going to be through a hollow, which we have yeah. seen. Um, so... Uh, and it is, I, I, I think the way he confirms it, it, it he's like, you're going to feel my presence. And I, I think that is true, but we're not going to see him a lot. Hell, I think we might see him once for maybe 30 seconds and that's it. It, it. It's just like the original trilogy. I can't help but think to that moment in empire where Vader, you know, sits down and is like, Hey dude, uh, I, we need to talk about this Skywalker thing. And that's where Palpatine comes out. Like, yeah, the son of Skywalker can't become a fucking Jedi. And it, it's going to be a very similar conversation. Like, hey, fuckhead, this is this is a, a, a Jedi remnant that we can't have kicking around the galaxy again. This is bad news. Like, you either get him to go sit in his fucking cave again and do drugs or take yeah. him out. Because if you don't, it's your fault. You're a pussy. You suck. And... Your son probably becomes a fucking Jedi. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it's probably like what I would like to see, honestly, is like the, you will certainly feel my presence felt. I would want it to be something that's more on a grand scale. Like the thing that happened when uh, in Fortnite where he made like a a literal galaxy wide declaration of his resurgence into the living world, I guess you would say. Like if he had something like that, you remember like all of the hollows that we were seeing of Admiral Rampart in, um, yeah, dude, I, I, I was going to say, if you, if you didn't hit that, it's like, it's going to be, it should be, I think you're going for what we saw exactly. in Bad Batch yeah. where all around the galaxy, like Nick said, Rampart was a hollow in the town square giving a speech and I'm, I'm with you there too. I think that would be a, a great Palpatine moment to just, maybe it's on Dayu when, when Kenobi's there in this rescue attempt and it's just playing in the city streets. Like it, like it's a Palpatine speech and we see him that way. I, I'm with you. you. Know I would take, be, I would take that you know would infusion awesome. too. Something like super underhanded, like the capture of princess Leia, a Senator's daughter is a pretty fucking big deal. Like, and even he would be aware of it if even if he wasn't involved. I mean, of course, we know he is. 
But like, even if he wasn't involved, he would be aware of it because you have a high ranking senator whose daughter was just kidnapped by some nefarious force. This is going to weigh heavily on the entire Senate, not just this one person. So it would be super underhanded of him if he put out a galaxy wide hollow declaration of like, hey, bolo out. These are the people that we think stole have have kidnapped Princess. Oh Leia. yeah, yeah. Like pretending yeah, he, like he's exactly. a good guy. Yeah. To just to like turn. Yeah. That no, no, that's tide, another good like, call. You know. <laughs> and that's something he. That's exactly something he would do. It, it would be akin to his speech to the Senate right after Order sixty six. He's like, oh, look what the Jedi did to me. They left me stuck. You know, he's really hamming it up and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's let's make you the the grand wizard. All right. We're no longer a, a republic. Now we're an empire. It sounds great. Woohoo. Yeah. He really hams it yeah. up for the hollows. I, that That's that's another vintage Sheev move. So I, w- I would be down for that as well. And Kenobi, that would be fantastic because he's so good. I mean, he is the master at pulling the wool over trillions of people's oh, yeah. eyes i mean he, he he duped an entire fucking galaxy all right a gal we're not, we're not talking about a a solar system we're talking about a galaxy he fucking duped with superhero protectors and he fucking fooled every one of them and got the whole galaxy to think that the superhero protectors were the assholes yeah yeah i mean that's his that's what he does. He manipulates people into believing that what he is doing is right and he gains power legitimately. I mean, for the most part, that's what he did to get where he is mm-hmm. now. And now he's just like, but something like that, he would be entrenching himself. He would be like ingratiating himself to the public. Like, look, he really cares that this, you know, that that Leia has been kidnapped oh, and yeah. that the, the the pain the Organas are going through. Like, you know, that would be the perfect <laughs> underhanded Oh, I love it, dude. That's a great pitch. I hope I hope that that comes to fruition because you, you're spot on. I mean, that is something he would do, and he would do it to perfection. He really would. I mean, he would sell that his faux or fake sadness, his fake concern, so well. Oh yeah, uh, you know, so well. He, he you could argue he could probably get a whole system to take up arms to go find Princess yeah. Leia. I mean, that's just he, he's got that silver tongue. I do love that guy. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the reasons I, I've I never latched on to him like a Vader or more recently like a Maul, at least on the dark side, is he, he does look like kind of a decrepit old turd. But if you think about his his mental abilities and his ability for the long game and his patience, just he's he's untouchable as a oh, villain. Yeah. No, he is. I mean, what what they did, as much as I hate how they brought him back in the sequel trilogy, I mean, he's he's essentially achieved more than any other supervillain in all of pop culture. He's he's achieved all of his goals. He he really wasn't killed, right? I mean, he he kept he kept a version of the empire going for damn near forty years after his apparent passing. Uh, and if it wasn't for him getting cocky with his fake granddaughter. He 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 would have won it yeah. all. I mean, he was almost the first super bad to win it yeah, all. To have the and he did win it all. He 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 got a couple big fucking yeah, wins. I mean, he was pretty. I mean, he took out the Jedi Order yeah, for Christ's I mean, sake. I, I would say that he had it all for like a good uh, 18, yeah, 20, 20 years. years or so. Twenty years. Like he he had it 
boom. Like he was the guy. But then he they I mean, if you think about it, I, I know this is this is generalizing things because there's a lot more people involved, but it was the spawns of Skywalker that fucked everything yeah, that, up. That got him. Like this like that was it. It was two kids, yeah. the boy and the girl. Yeah. They're the ones that that finally figured out how to fuck up Palpatine. And sadly, because of the sequel trilogy, they really didn't even fuck him up that yeah, bad. I mean, like I mean, they, they they like a temporary stop is what they, you know, like they they ended the immediate reign of terror, but they did not account right. for a a longer play from from Palpatine. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the New Republic was successful. I mean, it, but we're seeing it in the Mando, Mandoverse. I mean, it, things are still very kind of wild west out in the further rims. Uh, they're they're really only patrolling around Tatooine to just make sure things don't go to complete piss, uh, and then the New Republic gets completely annihilated by the Force Awakens in in, in one shot of Starkiller base, the Hosnian it's system, just, which is where the New Republic sat, was wiped yeah, out completely. So the New Republic, okay. which never really sounded like it fully caught on across the galaxy. I mean, you had a first order rise in its shadow. Yeah, I mean, the first sake. order so was like a like, part of their governmental system. Like it was, it was like a political party at first. Like the first order was le- legitimately a political party. Yeah. And, and we're hopefully we're, we're going to learn through the Mandoverse through kind of rewriting history. Like we did with the prequels. We're, we're, we're probably going to learn. And we, we do know this because Palpatine tells us, that the first order is really just a continuation of Palpatine's exactly. empire. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's, it was the remnant and they were doing all the shit in the shadows for all these decades. And then, uh, if you watch star Wars resistance, you, you get a little more insights into why they decided it was finally time to start, you know, kind of making themselves known and, and the power they've amassed known. And, you know, they, they show themselves and instantly wipe out the new Republic in a snap of a fucking finger. So, like I said, Palpatine as a villain, while it might have seemed like he lost in Return of the Jedi, he he really didn't because you can't say that the good guys ultimately One. succeeded yeah. in in returning the galaxy into a democracy. Yeah, exactly. They did it, it, it. They they put a they put a temporary stop to the plans of Palpatine, yeah. and then but like you would yep. also have to imagine like it would yeah. I mean, of course he would plan for something like that. Like, of course he would plan for like, Hey, just in case, like, you know, red alert, code red, whatever. Like if something really goes bad, don't worry. I still got shit fucking handled. Like, yeah. Operation cinder. See, I liked it better then when it was still known that Palpatine was dead. Like I I got that. Like he had this plan. We saw it play out in battlefront two's campaign. I I dug it, but then they, you know, (laughs) Hey, whatever. It's nothing we can do now. It can't cannon is cannon. All right. As much as I, same thing with Revenge of the Sith. I would have liked Anakin's fall to have been given a little more care. In the sequel trilogy, I absolutely hate Palpatine coming back. I, it was a fucking cop-out, in Animation my Animation will eventually uh, uh, fix yeah, it. Yeah, that. That, that and the Mandoverse, they'll, they'll probably band-aid it over, and my poor little wounded Star <laughs> Wars fanboyism will be healed, but... I'm telling you, it, it, I, I know a lot of you've got your problems with Johnson and eight, but I, I think nine and the, the narrative choices made make episode nine the worst of the sequel trilogy. It just just ruined a lot of 
stuff that I was interested in that was set up in seven and eight, but oh well. Can't change it now, my friend. Past no one's getting in a fucking time machine. The past, just like Kylo's. It is what it is. You just gotta live with it. So, all right. Um, this I don't. This was kind of a weird way to announce a new show coming to Disney Plus, Nick, because we've been hearing about this Tales of the Jedi stuff for months now. You know, is it gonna be a live action? Is it gonna be animation? Is it even real? Is it a leak? Is it a rumor? Is it bullshit? Well, Star Wars Celebration and its panel schedule last week kind of let the cat out of the bag on Star Wars Tales of the Jedi because it was listed on the schedule and it detailed exactly what it was. So now we do know for sure that Star Wars Tales of the Jedi is a thing. It will be at Star Wars Celebration 22 as a panel, and it's confirmed to be an animated anthology of shorts. I mean, just like visions. So it's <laughs> correct. So it's not going to tell, you know, there's not going to be characters that you follow yeah. throughout. It's just going to be snippets of different characters doing different things over the course of a season. And Nick, this is one area that because I believe the Tales of the Jedi at this point, the, the existing ones, I think they're comic books. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they would be in the legend category. Yeah, I, I th- and I only concern myself with canon. That, that is where my lore expertise comes from. But I know when I put this story out, there were a lot of fans like, fuck yeah, Tales of the Jedi. I hope they do this or I hope they do this issue or that one or this story. So I think there's there's some legit hype behind this. I'm just kind of... I, uh, shamefully a bit out of the I'm know. worried that this is like, I, I don't know if they plan on adapting any of the comic book storylines. I didn't read any of the comic books back then. I was more reading the, the novels and stuff, but it would not surprise me if they didn't choose to adapt the old comics or just if, go new with some of the newer yeah, characters or they like, you know, maybe they'll pay homage to some of that stuff, but that it's not going to be like they're like, they're not just going to say like, okay, we're going to make episode nine now. Then we're going to make episode 10 and or, or issue 10 and stuff like that. Like they're not going to go straight down the line and like make the show based off of that. It's just, that's just not how it's going to happen. That's not how star Wars works. now. Well, no, I mean, an anthology, they're, they're probably all going to be standalone. Yeah. You're right. It is going to be a, a visions, but more true to, Star Wars and not the, yeah. the manga-fied or anime-fied yeah. version. And of I Star wonder Wars. if like this is going to be considered like canon because Visions isn't canon. I was just going to ask like, you, do, do you... Well, here, here's the other caveat that you probably don't know about. Guess who is going to be at the panel? Well, Filoni. I would assume Filoni's going to be there. Right. So the fact that he's attached... I don't think he created it, but it is animation, so he probably has a say yeah. over it. He's also the, 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 the CCO, right? The chief yep, creative the, officer. So, uh, but the fact that he's coming out there with Amy Ratcliffe means it's probably important to him. And knowing the, the, just the fan reaction to the tales of the Jedi and what they used to be, I, I'm sure Dave brought what he usually brings to these projects and is going to make sure that everything is, if it is going to be Button canon, up. that is, that everything is going to be yeah. correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. I so, wonder, I wonder though, if like Dave Filoni at this point is just like, I just like sitting in on these panels. Like I enjoy being there. So just add me to whatever I could be on. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 
I don't think you're far off. I, I think it's I, not even in terms of, of his panel participation. I, I think overall with a lot of these projects now, I mean, I know his name flashes up for Bad Batch, but he's more of, he's kind of like the overlord yeah, yeah. where he, he's got people that run it for him now. He's just kind of there to come in with, with the stamp like Lucas used to and be like, all right, you, yeah. you know, you're good, worth good, it. Good, you're good. worth it. You suck. Your life has no value. You die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, you do have to wonder, especially with him branching out into the live action, really taking a heavy role with John in in the Mandoverse, how much he directly gets involved in the animated projects these days. Yeah, it's, I can't, it can't be to the same degree as it was before. Obviously it can't be. He's just way too stretched thin. But I feel like he may, I mean, maybe that is his fucking, his job is just to like, hey, somebody else writes the scripts for the most part. I'll read them and I'll give them the the GL stamp. I'll give them the Lucas approved. Yeah, I mean. And then they can move on. It is his wheelhouse. I mean, animation is his wheelhouse. He's a a born and bred and trained animator. That's how he got the damn job. So, I mean, he, he, he knows it like the back of his hand. So why wouldn't you want someone like that involved that is already kicked off at this point, uh, directly kicked off and created Clone Wars and Rebels, two fantastic fucking Star Wars franchises, and also had a hand in, in Bad Batch, which I, I, I am a Star Wars fan that thinks Bad Batch was pretty damn good. I, I really enjoyed it. I love the time setting. I appreciate the characters. And I like what they're doing with it. And, you know, he's had a hand in all that. So, I mean, the guy, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, the fact that he's tied to Tales of the Jedi should anyone that may be getting their butt puckered up, I would release the sphincter. Yeah. Okay. Let a little, you know, loosen it up a little bit. Kind of like when your doctor's about ready to give you that prostate exam. It will be okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> and receive <laughs> it's like great is it already I'm thinking about that I'm, is I'm, it already may 4th in in, in uh fake australia yeah, land yeah it would be you know what i'm just i'm just happy to see Gregu, greggy boy pop up you know greg was one of our oh, first ever hardcore fans like diehard fans and i know he's been going through some shit in his personal life as all of us have been over these past two years and you know, we don't we don't see him pop up as much, so it it, it does bring a little smile to right. my face. We also got an update from one of our other huge Aussie diehard super fans, Pasta Jam, uh, Darth oh, Hideous. Yes. Yeah, he he uh he posted a video of him blowing his groin doing a four hundred pound squat into the Discord. Ouch. So, uh, but I I just I remember years you know two years ago when we started the live stream during the peak of the pandemic and like all the like the super fans at night would be DMing and having conversations and ah, it's just nice to see some of the the regulars oh, yeah. back yeah. the diehards. Greg, tell so. us what all the promos Greggy are. Boy. Tell us what's on sale so we can get prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you getting the reveals <laughs> yet? Any you, ads? I know you you're time traveling, but I, I think unfortunately for people like that, they're May the fourth. Yeah, they probably don't get anything until it's almost time for them to yeah. go to bed because <laughs> so. it's six a.m. over there now. Yeah. And he's like, all right, May the 4th, here we no go. And it's like, oh, yeah. No, in Lucasfilm, they're like, they're like, fuck everyone. We run on Pacific time, which almost no one yeah. does. So a lot of their reveals are going to be, you know, around one o'clock Eastern time or like normal people time. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. If you, if you got anything over there, Greg. <laughs> but no, I'm, I, 
this will definitely be a panel of interest. You know, this is one that uh, once it's done, hopefully young Nick will give us the bullet points for us to talk about the, the week yeah. after. Um, but I'm, I, I, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I, I like animation in general. I love Dave Filoni and I'm all about getting little one-offs on Jedi stories. Let's do it. Yeah, Why not? Let's, I think it could be fun. I, I like the anthology style that they that they came up with for visions and i feel like that's an easy way to like pump out good short content that you don't that doesn't require like fucking huge deep dives or anything like that like you could sit down 10 minutes get out an episode and then just have fun with it so yeah i'm all for it i mean because dude visions i mean they were all nine minutes or less and and everyone some were better than others, but they all told a complete story. There was a beginning, a middle, and an end. The only one I argue that that probably could have had a part two, and I hope it gets one in Vision Season 2, is The Ninth Jedi. That's one that I watched, and I was like, these motherfuckers have a trilogy in them, like a, a full-on movie yeah. that they could use this short to springboard into because it was so well done establishing the characters and uh, the, the the kind of the state of the galaxy and you know, lightsabers were gone. And it, it, I just, I was super uh, intrigued by the ninth Jedi. Uh, so we'll see uh, the, the panel for tales of the Jedi is going to take place on Saturday, May 28, two 30 to three 30. Get your raffle entries in. If anyone is in the live stream, is the raffle open yet? Or are they saving that for closer to the show? Let us know, and we will report back to those that listen on the podcast platforms. But in the meantime, my friend Nick had a little gaming story. There's another little gaming update. This is another one I think this just shows our age as Star Wars fans and, and gamers overall. But there's a big hubbub today and probably more tomorrow on... A lot of Star Wars shit showing up in Fortnite again. So if that gets your rocks off, um, you're going to get lightsabers in Fortnite and maybe a Kenobi skin, a Vader skin. Yay, I'm old. So there you go. But Nick has one for you on a game that I know a lot of you enjoyed. I did too. I just hated the fucking gameplay and I thought the lead character was milk. Yes. So <laughs> we all know Matt's feelings, but hey, people bought it still. So... Uh, of course, Jedi Fallen Order 2 will be coming out, but the, the news on it is basically that, one, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is going to release in 2023, and two, it's not going to be called Jedi Fallen Order 2. It's going to be called Star Wars Jedi something else as a, a subtitle, and then it's going to be new console exclusive. So this all comes from Jeff Grubb at Giant Bomb. Um, he also writes for Games Beat. I think he's just one of those kind of like freelance journalists, video game journalists that gets gets around to a, a lot of different sites. But um, uh, here's his quote. He said, one of the reasons they're going to be able to do that release on current gen is because it's not there that they're because uh, it's not coming out until 2023. This game is for sure not coming until 2023. I guess it's a slight disappointment, but I think we've been preparing people for that on the show. Anytime we talk about it, every time it comes up, I said, we're targeting 2022, but nobody should really get their hopes up for that. Well, now we can say for sure it's definitely 2023. So he has a, um, so he's, you know, obviously talking about the, the release of the game there and why it will be exclusive to the new consoles. The current consoles, current, current as in PS5, Xbox Series X. 
isn't it funny? I mean, I know a lot of this has to do with Joe Biden. No, I mean, come on, people. It's chip <laughs> shortages. I mean, it, you got to remember when there's a global pandemic, it fucks everything so chip up. Chip shortages were also a thing before he was even elected president. But... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know me. I'm being know, a fucking yeah, asshole. I mean, but and, and here's the thing too. Like, I'm not saying this, dude. We're we're a year yeah. in. We're a year into this generation. People still can't get them easily. And it's crazy to think that we're talking about games coming out in 23 of finally being just for uh, Series X and the five. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's unheard of two years after a console comes out that they're still making games for old and platforms. Look, I know it sucks for people who don't have a, a new gen platform, but I, you know, I'll say like, you know, you're not missing yeah, out as of right now. There's really not anything on there that's 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 worth having one for no but it's, barely any true next gen right only i think ratchet and clank was like one of the only ps5 true next gen titles yeah, so i far. mean they have even even horizon wasn't true next yeah, gen. i mean i haven't played that one yet but yeah i mean i will say that just for the ratchet and clank side of it i mean it was awesome being a being a next gen only game but i mean from a developer standpoint you have to cut the cord like you can't continue to handicap your development of games based off of what's going to work on a console that's been out of not not necessarily out of production but that isn't the flagship console for almost 2 years at the time that this game's going to come out like you can't continue to do that because all it's doing is inhibiting the progress and the yes. and, you know all of the innovation that you could have in the game because you're tying yourself to old hardware. Um, so yeah, it sucks, but I will say that if you are desperate to get one, you can get one. Like you can go on Walmart.com right now, get an Xbox Series X. It's going to cost you six hundred bucks, but you can get one. Um, I mean, you just have to. Yeah, well, yeah, because you got to do like the the jerk off bundles. Yeah, to get them, exactly. Right? You know? So like. I mean, that's how I got mine. That's how I got mine was there was a bundle that came up on fucking GameStop and it was like, it was, it was an X amount. I can't remember how much it was. I think it was like a $750 bundle or something like that. And it came with the Xbox series X. It came with two years, uh, two years of game pass ultimate and then something else. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to get this because if I don't get this, then I'm probably not going to end up getting one at all. And you know, I mean, there's ways out there for you to get it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, on the, on the title side of it too, like moving away from the Xbox series S and, uh, PS five exclusivity, it will also be on PC though. For those of you out there who are like, well, I can't get this and I can't get that. Well, can you get your hands on a, a laptop that has a decent graphics card in it? Can you get your hands on a steam deck? Because more than likely it will be playable on a steam deck. Something like that. You remember when I pre-ordered Steam Did you not Deck? get it yet? I haven't even gotten the option to put pay for oh, it yet. Jesus. So I, I don't know if that shit's just been like canceled or if they're that I far behind. I saw some people are starting to get it, but yeah, I don't I don't know how that at all works. It's crazy, man. I mean, it, it released like three Valve months ago. Valve is shit I when mean. it comes to hardware development. Like, they're <laughs> terrible. It's unbelievable. Like, they're terrible. Like, they, like, they're Valve controller garbage. Nobody used it. They're fucking... Uh, what was it? The, the, the steam consoles that they tried to put out steam boxes, garbage, nobody bought them. Like this thing is finally something I've actually, that people are excited for like, and they, it's taken yeah. this fucking long to get them out. 
I, I and I've read some of the reviews for people that have them. They're like, it, it actually is a pretty fucking impressive little device, but it, it is odd. It's like, okay, well, when when am I going to get the option to give you six hundred dollars or whatever it is? I mean, I I've only laid down five bucks, so yeah. big deal if it gets if I don't follow through. And it, it, honestly, Nick, it's been enough time that I'm going. Why did I do this? Yeah, again? it's like you completely. This forget. is one of those things that where that was like a hard phone. Yeah, I got <laughs> caught up in the in, in in the hype. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this sounds cool. A portable com- gaming computer. I could bring it upstairs, and it, I, I've been reading now like a lot of the games I'd even want to play on it, like uh, Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes or Empire at War. They won't even really work well. I'm going well. Why? Why do I need this? I mean, I, I could just go like Nick said try to find another Xbox so I have one upstairs and I don't have to disconnect my one downstairs anymore and walk it upstairs. Like, I'm, I'm at that level of lazy, by the way. Like, it's, it is getting to that point where now that it's nice out, I, I bought a new TV to, to bring out to the deck when it's nice, and I've been hauling out my old Xbox One, but that means I have to disconnect it from another TV. And it's like, you know what? I just need to buy another fucking console <laughs> just for this room. Uh, so it's like, I'm going, do I need the Steam Deck if they even give me the opportunity to buy it? Or should I just hold on to that money and either waste it on toys or just grab a console? Because, Nick, you know as well as I do, within the next year or so, they're gonna, it's going to be the, the PS5X. Yeah, the Pro Or version. the Xbox Series X Series Y. It's like, oh, wow, it, it's this much smaller and it does an ounce more processing. I got to have yeah, it. Like, usually... Uh, so I might just wait wait until yeah, then. Three years or so into a console generation, they'll come up with your upgraded versions. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's going to be... Not it's not going to be titled Jedi Fallen Order 2 because it's going to follow the same format as the old Jedi Knight series where it was Star Wars Jedi Knight something else. The series itself was Star Wars Jedi Knight and then the subtitle is whatever the game is. Yeah, you had Outcast and, and then Academy. Academy. Yeah, and I don't think there was a third one. Um, But yeah, so this is probably going to be Star Wars Jedi colon whatever the fucking thing is, you know. Cow strikes yeah. back. Cow becomes interesting. Yeah. Cow is no longer blah. Something else. Something that is not Jedi Fallen Order 2. Um, I mean, am I an asshole? Do you like Cal Kestis? Did you find him to be an intriguing character? I think when we were talking about this, I made the point that like in, in a game like this, like really anybody could have been your protagonist because it's the story wasn't about him. The story was about what he was looking for. You know, it was about like him. Yeah, I guess you're kind of yeah, right. Like, I mean, they they try to frame it. It's about him, but you're right. It's more about discovering what is what the galaxy is like now that Jedi are being hunted and and keeping that holocron out of the Inquisitor's exactly. possession. So like so. anybody could have been the main character, like yeah. any of the surviving Jedi, I guess you could say. But it, like it didn't even like you could have had this game where you weren't even playing a Jedi and it wouldn't have changed the fucking storyline at all like you could have just been playing like a a jedi like a a person who's loyal to the the old republic or a person who who was loyal to the jedi who now has this quest to like you can't let this fall in the wrong hands and it could have it would have played the same way if you would have just you know just not a jedi but yeah, I'm kind of with you because, I mean, they did. I understand why he's a Jedi. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the Inquisitors, you had Trilla, who was a fall, you know, a fallen Jedi, like we're going to see with Reva 
and then even who who is the black ship captain? She was also a Jedi master yeah. at some point in time. So like I, but you're right. It wasn't. It really didn't delve too much into it. It was more we gotta not let the Inquisitors get this holocron, which lists all the location of Force sensitives. That that was it. Like that was the big. That was their goal. It was not so much to learn about themselves and who they are and where they're going, although that kind of happens. The, the, the main gist of Fallen Order was we got to get the thing so they don't get the thing. Yeah. So the end. I don't know if they're if they're going to like expound on him as a character or if it's going to be another kind of plot driven narrative where he's just the driver of it. And then you're you're more paying attention to the world and what's happening in the narrative than you are paying attention to Cal. Cause if that's the case, I'm fine. Like, I don't care. Uh, is, is he a particularly good main character? No, but I don't know if that's because they just didn't put any effort into like building his, his, his character yeah. up to be interesting. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I love the guy. What's his Cameron name? Cameron Monahan. Moynihan, Monahan, something like that. I think he's a, a great actor and, and they're all in. I mean, the dude's, like I was telling you, the next time you're at uh, Galaxy's Edge, you're gonna have to snag his lightsaber because it just got added to. I the, saw that the pimp but collection. Like, I just don't like his lightsaber. Like it is kind of janky. Like it's all yeah, busted it's like a little busted bit and, and shit. And I'm like, I guess it's because it looks so different. And but like I don't, I do not want to own that saber. It just doesn't do it for me the same way that like the other. Yeah, ones no, that's that's kind of been my point all along about Cal. Yeah. It's like he's he's neither shitty or great but he's so middle of the road milk toast you just you don't give a yeah. fuck you're like yeah 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 i'm cow <laughs> cow um, but that, like i said they're all in i mean the dude i mean he's he's as star wars canon as it gets yeah. i guess another question for you does cal like canon have to die before the timeline of the original trilogy. No, I don't think so. Um, I think that there are ways that he could just still be out there, but not be included. I mean, here's the thing is like, eventually we we're either going to have to get over the fact that like the original trilogy only shows three Jedi and accept the fact that there were people who were alive and hiding and just not, exposing themselves to the general public like fucking you know like ahsoka or like uh you know anybody like well we know that uh what's his ezra was like off somewhere else and fucking well i guess that's kind of my point ahsoka wasn't a jedi but you know clearly still had the abilities but she got involved like you would think jedi once they realize there's a a movement a rebellion happening based on their who they are, who they were raised to be, wouldn't you think they would come to the the call? Yeah, and maybe we'll get a series. Like, maybe we'll get something. I know that people will think this is blasphemous, but, like, maybe we'll get a series that that is in the interplay between the movies and or between the original yeah. trilogy movies where you can expound on that a little bit more. But, like, we keep, like... There's only a, a certain standard that we can hold the original trilogy to anymore because it was written so long ago and there's been so much it's, more it's that true. comes out. Like, we can't, like, unless, unless that's just what they want to do. They just want to force every Jedi character that is around pre-OT to just die. And then 
I'm just I'm just looking at what they've done so far, and they very strategically have removed any powerful force user from the OT timeline to where they, they have no effect on it. I mean, they kill Kanan and they, they zap Ezra out into La La yeah. Land. And then Ahsoka is Which just... opens the door for, for Luke to become the guy. And uh, Ahsoka, you know, she's attached to the rebellion for some reason. George didn't feel like showing it during the 70s. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, I can kind of get over that one because they, they make up for it in, in Rebels and show how heavy she was involved and... All this fun stuff, but yeah, I mean, it, it does feel like on purpose they've they've tried to clear the deck of at least pure Jedi. Yeah. I guess that we can get away on the Ahsoka <laughs> thing on a technicality. Yeah, I don't know of pure Jedi for Luke to, to kind of take center stage and become the I legend. Mean, like honestly, I wouldn't be mad if like they they rode him off into like some sort of like I don't want to say sunset, but like let him have a life outside of what it was just to be a hidden Jedi, like let him find somebody, settle down, have kids. And then like when, when he realizes that the rebellion's coming back, then he can make a choice. Like, do I want to get involved in this again? Like I was in this fight long before all this was happening. Or if he wanted to just like stay low key, I mean, I wouldn't blame Jedi who are like, you know, man, like, Hey, you know what? time. There's precedence already. You, you you have a point. There is precedence already. The, what what Jedi willfully sat out of conflict? A major Jedi. Are we talking in the OT? Not the OT timeline, right? The uh, see, Skywalker saga. Yeah, so so Luke, like Luke, literally did Luke. that. Luke, yes. <laughs> like, there you go. So I guess there is. I guess there is precedence. But to me, it still seems like going back to my initial point. At least pre Luke becoming angry. It does seem like on purpose they've tried to keep his Jedi awakening uh, kind of sequestered from the other Jedi that were milling around during his yeah. era. I mean, I think it's kind of a like if you if you're dedicating yourself to building content and building characters in and around this like the OT timeline, then like probably doing a disservice to yourself if you're just like, well, we have to kill him. Like they have to die. Like it just, because then you have, I would be all right with Cal Kestis dying. Yeah. Like I mean, that. I, I, just, I would be I okay still... with that too. But like, even for other characters, like for, for other potential characters that you could have that could live through the OT timeline, but happen to be force users or happen to be Jedi. Like you could, I don't think that that's a mutually exclusive thing where like, if you are a Jedi at this time period, you have to somehow die, whether it be fucking, you know, getting drunk and walking in front of a speeder or having your head chopped off by a, by an inquisitor. Like, I, I think that there, you could have room to be like, look, man, like there are some of them that just, they didn't have the fight in them anymore. And like, that's okay. Like, it's okay to be like that. Um, yeah. I mean, considering one of the grand wizards took that option, like I said, I guess we do have to account yeah. for it. Hey, I mean, fuck, you, you could argue, Yoda and Obi-Wan sat around and picked their I mean, asses for at least a decade or more before they decided, yeah. like, all right, these younger kids finally got their shit together. Now we'll get yeah, involved. Yeah, and, like, here's the thing, too. It's, like, Yoda and Obi-Wan, like, just willfully said, like, well, we're kind of fucked and, like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, like, peace right. out and, and let it happen. But, like, they could have easily, like, they knew a rebellion was already stewing. They knew that there was organization 
that was under the leadership of Padme Amidala and then the other senators at the time who were secretly running the rebellion, they could have easily gotten involved in that and said like, hey man, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to come out full guns blazing and like say like we're rebuilding the Jedi order under, you know, under, under the guise of our new leadership and all this stuff. Like they could have easily just helped them. They could have done anything, but they chose to do nothing. And you know, yeah. To to the point where one of them, Kenobi, we're going to, we're going to find 10 years into the empire is damn near ready to kill himself. Like that's how mentally fucked he is because he sat on a backwater planet without even realizing what, what is happening in, in, in terms of resistance pockets uh, popping up around the galaxies. I don't know. I, I, I like talking about just weird, you know, what if stuff like this? I mean, hell, Cal Kestis <coughs> is a prime candidate for a Kenobi cameo. I, I, I doubt we get it, but, you know, he could still be kicking around during the timeline of Kenobi. Uh, I forget how many years Fallen Order takes place after the fall of the Republic. I mean, it's definitely a, a few yeah. because you have that. He's working in that scrapyard and shit looks pretty rusted out yeah. and, and, and plentiful in terms of all the scrapped uh, Republic uh, war machines. Uh, you never know. Maybe Cameron just you know, get a little pops up at the end yeah. there. Hey, buddy. No, I mean, like I, I would. My name's my name is Milk Toast. <laughs> I would like to see, if not him, I would like to see the the shift in narrative around like Jedi who got away because we even saw like even in old canon games, fucking General Rom Coda from uh, Force Unleashed was a Jedi that was like hiding out on a planet, just like, you know. Making his raising a yeah. kid. I mean, he he was the one raising Star Killer before yeah, Vader like showed just up. Making and, his and took fucking him. way, and like that. I don't feel like you need to just say, by and large, every Jedi had to be killed by a certain time in the OT. So, but um, yes, for those of you who are interested, well, yeah, I mean, we're gonna see that in Kenobi via Nari. Yeah. We're, we're gonna see a Jedi that is wanting to get involved. But he runs into, you know, Mr. Depression, who more or less says, um, go fuck yeah. yourself. And he ends up doing that yeah. and dies. Fucking, so. His head chopped off or whatever's going to happen. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Jedi, whatever the fuck, coming out in 2023 on the uh, big boy and girl consoles yeah, or PC. Or, that's indeed. So that's all the stories for this week. Like you were saying, Matt, it was kind of light. I don't know if you wanted to touch on anything. Well, I got a, I got, I got one little quick thing. There was a crimson rain update with some decent cannon to add. We're we're still doing all right so far, Uh, but just real quick, crimson rain. Number four came out last week. You can check out the full breakdown on youtube.com slash star Wars time show, a whopping 130 views going or 29 going right now but it was a, it was a pretty neat issue and i'll just tell you the the new canon shit here that that may be of interest so this one focused on the knights of ren who we learned back in the beginning of crimson rain did uh fall in league with kira and crimson dawn and as we've seen throughout the run she sends all these various factions to do certain shit for her end game which is to take out palpatine invader So the Knights of Ren, they got the lucky task of going to Fortress Vader to steal a Sith 
artifact. It's a key of some sort that apparently opens a vault that Palpatine and Vader are very interested in, but they don't know where the vault is. They only have the key. So guess who knows where the vault is? Kira. All right, so she sends these guys, the knights, to Mustafar. Uh, there's some interesting things. You, you hear how they talk about the Force. Uh, Nick, they call it the Shadow, and they're, they're kind of creepy about <laughs> it, but they can use the Force a bit. And they get into Castle Vader, and one of the first interesting things for a dork like me is you can see the the snippet right now on the live stream if not just go watch the video on our youtube channel but they're walking through the underbelly of fortress vader and they come into this room nick that just is massive and it's full of nothing but bacta yep and they're all going like what, what the fuck is this like what are they doing here they have enough va- bacta to heal an entire losing army <laughs> When we as fans, we know exactly why this is going on in Fortress Vader, and it's to keep the owner alive. Vader goes through a lot of Bacta. I I just, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like he has a fucking Bacta factory in his basement. I mean, that's how big it was. So I I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm a geek. I get into little stupid shit like this. I I just thought that was kind of neat that Vader literally has a a never-ending supply of Bacta um, constantly being manufactured right on site, which we're, we're going to see him in the tank in Kenobi, but I, I doubt we get to see this room. But it's funny. They're, they're just like, who the fuck needs this much Bacta? Well, <laughs> a guy that is basically dead and has to sit in it every day or he yeah. will die. That's who needs it. <laughs> yeah, he's a dire need. And the best part is one of the motherfuckers spits in a tank oh. and something happens to him by the end. So that that's the other a bit of canon here if I can kind of scrub to it real quickly so they're in here they're in Vader's castle they think they're hot shit they're walking around unimpeded Vinay shows up you know Vader's little creepy guy that that lives there and he's like hey what do you you guys probably shouldn't be here and they're like hey fuck you what are you gonna do and of course he's protected so they can't kill him and then they send out these lava troopers or they 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 kind of look like purge troopers and the knights of ren they're, they're they're an impressive outfit i mean they definitely make short work of the troopers so they get into the vault but then they realize like yeah where where are the rest of these platoons shouldn't they still be coming at us well as soon as they get out of the vault they realize why that has stopped and it's because He's home. Darth Vader, <laughs> home. He, he comes home and finds these these assholes in his in his castle trying to steal his Sith collectibles. And he he has to put him in his place. So he starts with shit talking Ren, the one that yeah. has a, a Sith lightsaber somehow. And he's like, how dare you wield that blade? And, you know, Ren's he, he's a cocky motherfucker. And it, it seems like he's doing all right. But eventually Vader's like, yeah, whatever. And, and slices him up and he, he falls out the window. <laughs> But before he can do that, Vader manages to thin their ranks in pure Vader style by just not even knowing it, but maybe the Force told him. He force lifts and chokes to death the Knight of Ren that spit in his back nice. to tanks. So I was like, hell yeah, Vader, that's, that's my man, that, that is vengeance. You, you think Robert Pattinson is vengeance? No, Darth Vader is vengeance. <laughs> so uh, yes, Darth Vader, now canon, did have a hand in thinning the ranks of the Knights of Ren. But, but unfortunately for him, 
they do end up getting away with the key because as Ren gets sliced, he's like, I'm out of here, jumps out the window, uses the force to break his fall, and then he uses the force to pull the key back from Vader only after all the other Knights of Ren opened fire on Vader. So he couldn't quite keep his focus on pulling the key from Ren. So they did get away with it. We'll see what happens in issue five. But it, it, it was a good one. It's like I said, we're, we're getting to the end of Crimson Rain. So a lot of the puzzle pieces are starting to fall in place with this probably being one of the last. What is this key for? What does Kira know that's in this vault that she can use against Palpatine and Vader? Yeah. So, but I love my man. You know, people fuck with his home and they get dealt with. Uh, I saw one outlet said that, that Darth Vader got bested by the Knights of Ren and I was like, the fuck comic were you reading? He killed one of them, would have killed their leader if he didn't fall out of a window, and would have got the key back if he didn't have five other knights shooting blasters at him at the same time while he was trying to use the force to pull up the key. No one bests Vader besides Palpatine and his son. That's it. Period. End of story. All right, Nick. All right. So... We think we got time for a little. We can we can Matt Mando trivia. You want to get right into the fan we'll segment? Do a, we'll do a five question Mando trivia for me. All right, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks, like three weeks, I think, because I had the solo show, then we had a guest last yeah. week. So, all right, here we go. It is game show time. Will I fail or will I win? Nobody knows. Remember the rules here. Nick is going to ask the harder questions, which yield two points. If I want to ask for the options, it will go down to a single point value. So I can, I can get up to 10 points, which to me is considered victory. Anything less is a loss. Is failure. And he will be punished by That's, his That master. is correct. <laughs> That's right. And I may, I may punch my balls. All right. This one's pretty easy. So what... Okay. Two-legged creature does does Kuil ride? A blurg. Correct. Final answer. Blurgs. Yes. Two points for Matt. Did you like how I added final, final answer, answer just to make it official? <laughs> um, who gets swallowed by a crate dragon? Din Djarin, aka the man the Correct. Four out of a possible four yes, points. Yes, I'm the smartest motherfucker in this world. Okay, here here we go. What color Uh-oh. are Ahsoka Tano's eyes? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. I know what color they are in, in the cartoon, so I'm just going to have to run with that. They're, they're blue. Correct. C, blue. Yeah! <laughs> At six out of... You can't shake me! Six out of six. All right. What was the purpose of putting the child on the seeing stone? This, this, uh, like, yeah, you might need the, I mean, go ahead. See if you can, you can ask for the, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And I don't give a fuck what they say. The purpose of putting him on the seeing stone was to see if he wanted to reach out to the force to connect to another force user. Okay. So I will I will give you that as the correct answer. The correct answer Damn is straight. for Grogu to choose his path, which is essentially what you said. All right. Okay. Close yes. enough. So that's winning. Eight. Eight out of a possible eight. Here we go. Final. Last one for perfection. Final question. 
When asked by Mayfeld, what does the Mandalorian claim the child is? Ooh, that's tough. A pet. Yes. Correct. His pet. Yeah! <laughs> His pet. Get some. Suck it, Mayfeld. 10 out of 10. Right. I love winning. Perfect score. I love winning. Thank you. Perfect score for Matt. And that puts us right. almost right at the two. What, what do I win this week? This, what do I win this, this week? week? You win the loving admiration and respect of all nine people in the live stream <laughs> chat. <laughs> So it's coming out of the who gives a fuck bag, right? <laughs> That's what I want. That is your victory. I want another who gives that a fuck. That is your victory. <laughs> the, the useless talent award winner yet there again. Here I am. I am a champion at useless a talents. All right, my friend. All right. Thank you. I always enjoy that. Let's, uh, <laughs> it's time for the fan Thank segment. All right. Okay. So. Fan segment time, you know how we do it. You always get two methods of entry to be featured on an episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Up first, we're going to do the question of the week. And to get involved with that is every Tuesday morning on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show, look for the question to be posed in our stories and hopefully in our profiles if my dumbass remembers to put it there after the stories. You will reply to said question with your thoughts. And we will randomly select five commenters to then feature them on the show and either make fun of your thoughts, your grammar, or to agree with you. <laughs> we will talk about the second way to get involved with the Star Wars Time Show shortly. All right. Question of the week time. Let's go ahead and switch screens here. Bada bing, bada boom. Question of the week. Let me, yep, I'm on that one in Slack. Let's click on this one. Okay, I just got to talk us through the process so everyone knows what we're doing. All right, so the question of the week is, do you think Palpatine shows up in the Kenobi or the Andor series or both and why? Um, I'll take the first one, Nick. I'll let you roll with the next, next ones here. Okay. So up first comes from our one of our lone story repliers. I look forward to it every Tuesday because I know for the most part he is going to be replying. And that is Ripic underscore underscore tan. And his reply is in Kenobi. I see Palps being Vader's kill Kenobi hype man. Oh, he lives still. You just going to sit in your back to tank and cry or you're going to murder that guy that turned you into this monster or he's going to pull the old I have foreseen it. For Andor, I would love to have a scene of him in the Imperial Senate just being super tyrannical. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I like either one of those. I, I, um, I think we're in alignment, right, Nick, on, on the Kenobi yeah. predictions. It, it would, I think it is going to be that minimal. But you and I were even talking about this before the, we went live. It would be neat to kind of see like the, the the fake senate that palpatine has going on at this point yeah. in time and i i would just and it kind of you know bled in we we, we got in a, on a weird tangent earlier in the show if you tuned in late about having a show called palpatine's office where <laughs> we just see like his his meetings and what he would do throughout the day and how many people he would kill or what sort of long game plans he was planning or, or what how he chose to fuck with vader that particular day 
but I, I don't know. There, there's something about seeing him back in that Senate chamber pretending to actually care what the what the delegates are saying or wanting him to do as emperor. Yeah, I mean, in in Kenobi, I don't. Yeah, in Kenobi, I think it's just as simple as he said. Andor, I actually want to see more of Palpatine and Andor than I than I would in Kenobi because it's like around that time is such a pivotal point because it's right before he's getting ready to dissolve the Senate. So like, see, yeah, yeah just being able to see that would be would be pretty sick. So wait, no, you're right because I mean we're talking during the timeline of Andor, which is what a few years before Rogue One, and with the potential to go back a little bit to see him as a kid. But I think the bulk of it is going to be. Uh, maybe even around the Rebels timeline or a little bit before yeah. Rebels, something like that. So so Nick's right. But it, it would be interesting to just see like the banana republic that Palpatine has going yeah. on because that's what it is. It's just it's a bunch yeah, of horse it's shit. It's just smoke and mirrors I mean, and no, like he's got all these no senators. No one's doing like, shit. These senators uh, probably at the time of Andor know that like it's all a sham. It doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter what we do. Oh, and some of them are have bought fully into it, just like in real yeah. life. I mean, come on. There's there's clearly senators in our government that they're just there to fucking get on Fox News yeah. and say dumb shit on get Twitter that, so people give get them that likes. Political pension I mean, and that that six yeah. figure paycheck. So. It's a uh, yeah, I mean, it's... it's Yeah, it's it, it going to be not... But yeah, there, there's probably a bunch of fucking senators. Like Orn Frita, you know, his fat ass. He, he's oh, in yeah. leagues with, with their nonsense. I mean, the Trade Federation. I don't know. They they may be upset that he ended up murdering yeah, Newt and a lot of them. Him. Or used them pretty hard to, to get the yeah, Empire. Yeah, they were essentially his pawns to get exactly what he wanted. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, he used and abused... The Nemordians and the Trade Federation. If I, I was mean, in the Trade Federation, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. I'd be like, man, I hate that e- motherfucker. I mean, even worse, even, I, I know the head of the Techno Union, uh, the, the Geonosians, they all kind of met their fate too yeah. in the banking clan. But you got to think, I mean, even before the Clone War started, Palpatine was working new, yeah. working him like a puppet. I mean, his hand was so far up his ass he got him to do anything he wanted. I mean, he got him to start a fucking war with a peaceful planet. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. His own planet. <laughs> How do we, we, we need a Palpatine appreciation day. That motherfucker's so evil. He s- staged a fake war on his own fucking planet to make him Supreme Chancellor. What a yeah. pimp. That's a, I mean, that is just pure that is evil. A pure evil move for sure. <laughs> that is a chaotic <laughs> evil Love move. that guy. Uh, Jesus. Good, yeah, good All right. stuff. Um, next up is the Cane Buell, and he says, as long as it makes freaking sense to do so, I'm all for it. At least he's still alive. Heck, I wouldn't mind seeing Ahsoka and Thrawn too. Man. I mean... Don't need them. That, yeah. that, that to me, is like the whole mall conundrum. It, it's too much. Yeah, I mean, the too thing much. is, is like, if you wanted to tease Thrawn then you could have him in um, Andor. You could have him in Andor. Wow, I mean, you could have him in Kenobi too, really. Yeah, yeah, you could. I just think that like Andor would be 
you you would know better than me. I mean, I, I'd assume at this point in those books, have they not established the exact year that no, he, he, he was he a part the of the empire? He was a part of the empire, but I'm just thinking of like when would have been the more interesting time to see him because by the time Andor comes around, if we are in the Rebels timeline, you remember how big of a presence he was in Rebels. So like from Rebels, you already know him. Um, and at that point, in Kenobi, he might still like he was still doing cool shit, but I don't think that he was quite as high ranking as he was I yet. Did, I, I still I don't I don't like it. I don't like Ahsoka or Thrawn in yeah. Kenobi. It, it, it's the, it's the mall thing. I love the characters. Don't get me wrong. It's it's too yeah. much. We we can't it's, it's we can't have too many nice things. Is what I'm trying to oh, say. Yeah. I, I, I mean, getting getting Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker in the same scene that was almost like 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 too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was overload. great. But it's almost it's almost too much. Almost there too much. There we go. All right. Next up is but, at Johnny Osage Ave. All right. You know Johnny. He's a good friend of the show. He says the guy, the dude. I'm sure it's possible for Palpy to show up in both series with his space station under construction. It makes sense that everyone is doubling their efforts so they don't get choked. And I'm sure he'll also be interested in how's the old Jedi hunt going. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. I guess Johnny would be down for it as long as it kind of fits thematically with what's going it, on. I'm telling you, it it for Kenobi, it's got to be choice and short, just very basic because Kenobi is about Kenobi and then Vader. That's it. That that that's the story. We don't. We're, we're gonna love the cameos, but that's what they should be. Yeah. We're not talking like guest star roles. I guess is what I'm trying to get oh, yeah, across. I agree. Cameos okay. Guest stars not okay. Good. Yeah. No. I, I'm with you there. Uh, Galagus Rax Picks says, I'm pretty sure he's in one scene like in TS in Empire Strikes Back with Vader discussing the most Feeling recent events through the force and maybe continuing his dark side teachings from Rots. Um, this could be the perfect mirror scene to a potential Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan conversation about the light side. In Andor, I can only see him. Mm, I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do like that kind of that juxtaposition with those two. Then he says, in Andor, I can only see him appear via hollow net news, maybe even disguised as go, nice Nick. old PT Palpatine as in rebels, but my money is on Kenobi. Um, yeah. So Galgus, he's kind of tapped into a lot of things. Nick and I were talking about today, like the hollow net thing Nick brought yeah. up. I, I, I love that idea for Palpatine. I think that'd be great. But this new one here, Nick, I, I would, that would be a great mirrored moment. And when we know star Wars likes mirroring things, yeah. but yeah, at the end where we're assuming Vader probably is going to be a little roughed up again. And, and it would be a completely different tone, too. It'd be Sheev or Palpatine berating Vader for failing again, where the, the flip side, it would, it's probably going to be Qui-Gon and Kenobi almost congratulating each other or and Kenobi for regaining his sense of hope and purpose and now having a very laser focused mission on what he needs to do now to beat yeah. Vader. Because we, we've said it a thousand times, Kenobi is going to be a, a shell of a man when we meet him, but after he goes through this journey and, and faces some adversity, but also realizes that he needs hope, and there's a reason to have hope because of what just regular citizens are doing, he's going to regain that Kenobi passion that we know he has deep down, and he now he knows, like, all right, I really can't beat Vader one-on-one, -on -one. that's been proven multiple times now. 
but I now know how I can beat him, and that's going to be through learning this trick from Qui-Gon and, of course, the spawns of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that angle. What's interesting is, is like we really haven't seen Palpatine ever give Vader proper no. dark side teachings. Like he would. No, he, he doesn't yeah. either, Nick. That A lot of people, I mean, just read the comics. His teachings are yeah, beatings. So. <laughs> like it, it starts with a B, not a T. Yeah, so, so maybe not teachings as much as just more scorn and, and hate directed towards him. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Uh. Uh, I know. I mean, she sold it great. In Revenge of the Sith, he's like, yeah, man, come on. Dark side. It's fun. I'll teach you some tricks. It's a good time. But, you know, once Vader fails and becomes a, a shell of himself, all that nicety, all the niceties go away. Yeah. It becomes nothing more than digging at him and pushing the buttons. He knows very easily what to push, pushing them to the point where Vader is in a constant state of anger, which builds his aggression and his powers and rinse and repeat. I mean, that is their relationship. Anytime Vader starts to feel like, hey, I can maybe take this guy on, Palpatine works him over. And that's still like, I know we're still in this Vader run. It's many issues past that, but I, I, I can't help to go back to his lesson after Empire Strikes Back was to have his body systematically destroyed, legs ripped off, arms ripped off, head smashed, chest, you know, suit essentially destroyed, dropped off on Mustafar right where Kenobi left him and essentially said, hey, see what you can do. And by the way, I'm going to be sending assassins after you too, even though you're just a, you're literally a stump of flesh and and that's it. (laughs) So, oh yeah, you are, you are right. I mean, that, that's again, why we want that Vader series, getting moments like that seeing their their dynamic because vader is a bitch i love him but he is a bitch i mean look how subservient he is to palpatine from the get-go he walks in the room ready to fucking kill him and within two seconds he's on his knee yes my master (laughs) anything my master i'll do whatever you want and he remains that way all the way until palpatine is murdering his fucking son and then he's like okay I'm an asshole. I'm going to try to redeem myself a little bit. Ah, So, Uh, all right. Sorry. It's Vader. I love Vader. All right. Sorry. Go. Last one. Uh, The Arrow, Oliver Queen says, Kenobi as Palpatine urges Darth Vader to hunt and kill his old Jedi master. I think that's the one that everybody's really expecting to see. Like, we're all expecting to see that, like, you know he's back. You know what you have to do kind of moment. So. And it's not even like he's got to push Vader. I mean, Vader is going to have that internal motivation. So I I still think it's going to be more of the taunting motivation. Like, you got to do this. You can lose her. I would almost think that it would be more Palpatine to be like, you shouldn't do this because you know you can't defeat him. He's beaten you once. Yeah. yeah, So don't even try. Like, Like, you're just going to get yeah, your- using the old re- reverse yeah. on them, the old reverse mind trick. Like, yeah, you can't do this. You blow, yeah. you know, you can't do it. You're a loser. Exactly. Trying to pump them up that way. In that you are right. That would be a very Sith like way to motivate your apprentice. Yeah. Like, look, you fucking suck. You know, <laughs> I watched this guy chop your legs off. I pulled you out of the fucking, the, the lava pool that would have right. destroyed you. You can't beat this guy. So just step off. Like, that would be. I can tell you right now, as a parent, don't parent like Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine. 
mentored Vader. It doesn't work. And it sticks with kids forever. Like I, I've talked about before how I used to just be a freak when she'd get hurt, like falling over, running through the house, fall over. I'd run up and scream at her like she was an asshole. It's ingrained in her now. If she gets hurt, she immediately looks at me and flinches. Like, is he going to yell at me? for getting hurt even though i'm fucking hurt is he gonna yell at me or is he gonna like take care of me? <laughs> and it makes me feel like an absolute piece yeah, of shit fun. so that's my first big my first big strike as a parent um foolishly i thought that you know doing that when she was one two maybe three it might have gotten out of her system but no that's ingrained and i'm i'm i feel ashamed for it but oh well <laughs> That was my Palpatine parenting yeah. moment. Don't you've do learned. it. You've learned. At least you've learned. <laughs> don't yes. do it. That, that is bad. I don't like that, but oh well, I got to live with it. All right, my friend. So that was the question of the week. Like I said, if you want to get involved, Tuesdays on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show, look for the prompt, drop a reply, and maybe we'll read it on the show. The next way to get featured during a Star Wars Time Show fan segment is if you're into any sort of Star Wars art. Anything. Toy photography is probably our biggest, but we do the real ass paints, uh, tattoos we featured before, cosplays. It doesn't matter. Let us know. Tag us. Use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Then throughout the week, we'll feature shots. And on Mondays, Nick will sit down with his hot toddy and a stogie and skim through them all and night the current top five, which is who we're going to talk about right now. So this is the top five Star Wars Artists of the Week. For the week running 425 to May 2. That's All right, Nick, who do we have first? First up, he's in the chat. He just said his hellos. This is at hgreen11 or 1313-1313, the canceled Star Wars game that may never see the light of day. Uh, but what we have here from, from hgreen is just a very clean, amazing shot of a scout trooper. He's in the field. He's doing some reconnaissance. You can see he has his little uh, hip blaster drawn just in case he he uh, arouses the suspicion of those he's spying on. Um, I don't know, man. I just thought that this was incredibly realistic. Like everything from like the foliage, which is probably real, to just the way that he weathered this trooper and the way that it looks. I mean, it's just absolutely almost realistic to a to a high degree. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, this is a it's a fantastic just natural shot. I uh, I know H Green is in here, Harold. I, I wonder if he brought out any lights or if he's just completely relying on uh, nature's on light. Natural, but that's that's what sells it for yeah. me. I mean, you know, with scout troopers, that's their fucking name. They're out scouting. They they should be kind of hiding and in the brush and making them th themselves appear minimally so they, they don't get spotted. And I do think this is the, the yeah, the hot toy scout trooper. It just, it, it's just a great frame shot. Love the natural light. Looks like there is a little splash of atmosphere behind them. Uh, so it, it reminds me of when I used to dabble in toy <laughs> photography, just getting outside, uh, maybe not even having a plan, just enjoying the weather, having your toys, got your, your, you know, you got your shooter, throw them down, take some snaps, see what you get. Cause that, in the end, when I do this hobby, that's my favorite part. Yeah. It's not so much setting the shit up. I kind of hate that. <laughs> that's probably why I don't do it as much as I used to. 
It is seeing what you captured after the yeah. fact and choosing the one shot to share. Being the fruits right, of so your Harold labor. says, uh, Harold did, he, he brought out a panel light to catch on the visor, which, which I can see, and that is a nice oh, touch. Yeah. So kudos again at hgreen1313. One of these days, shots like this will motivate my ass to get back into my yard and just get back to basics. Come on, let's do it. I've got too many damn toys still lying around in drawers now being hidden. Like, Nick, I, I probably have, I don't know, <laughs> maybe pushing a G, a grand worth of figures that I can't even look at because I have them shoved in the oh, drawers. Man. So, yeah, got to do something. Got to shit or get off the pot, as them. they say. Sell them. Yes, I, I, I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting close to that yeah. as well. So thank you for pushing. Yeah, I'm me pushing to that you. Ledge there. I'm gonna push you to to make slash save money, <laughs> while the other folks in here are gonna push you to to spend that green and and, and keep the addition well, alive. Uh, then I probably I probably shouldn't tell you that I I you know I already revealed that I spent way more than I needed to for May the fourth at Lego because it's like hey if you spend this much you get a keychain <laughs> if you spend this much you get another keychain if you spend this much you get a little set that's probably worth twenty dollars and I, I completely fell into that trap. That's that's um, upsells that's Raising your AOV. Yeah, man. Easy. I mean, I, I essentially, I essentially, I wanted two things. I was forced to buy a third to kind of get the, the full tier. So I ended up walking out spending 225 when I probably only need to spend about a hundred. Uh, yep. That's, that's <laughs> on-site upsells. All for the allure of, oh, I'm going to get something for free, even though I'm not. I'm just spending yeah. more to get something that they, they still have covered on their margins. They're not losing it money. It so. every time. Works every time. Oh boy, right. I'm a fucking sucker. All right, moving all right. On. Next up in the top five is our good yeah, buddy this. at Sir Dork seven three zero. Jared, he's in the chat. He's always supporting the Star Wars Time Show, <laughs> and I love to see a shot like this from Jared because it's a, it's a good old bro down, right? You got two bros yeah. out there. You got Din. You got Boba. They're on the field. Just destroyed a bunch of remnant. Um, remnant stormtroopers, and they're just having a nice fist bump. Boom! Yeah, giving each other a little knuckle. There you go. It's like I mean, dude, this this is Sir Dork. I mean, if you have to summarize who Jared is in an image, in in the art he creates, this is it right here. I even think he called it Man Bro (laughs) Lorians. So you, you, yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're right with the with the bro tone, but it is. I mean. It, it kind of feels like something, you know, if they weren't so outnumbered in the book of Boba Fett, I could see them doing this after a battle, yeah. like walking away after kicking serious ass, just the two of them, not even looking at it. I think that's the best <laughs> yeah. part. It, it's a no look fist bump, but they're also doing the Hollywood action movie trend of, of walking away from a major yeah. explosion with, with, without looking at it. Like they're just so fucking cool that they murdered a bunch of troopers, blew some shit up, but they're su- they're, they're, they're such bosses, <laughs> they can walk away just looking straight ahead into the camera, fist bumping, military. That's right. And I don't know, I don't know if this is just my eyes or if it's just my perception, but like Jared's Boca is just different than everybody else's. Like I don't know if it's the type of camera he uses or the type of equipment that he uses, the, the crackling balls or whatever. But his Boca just looks, I don't know if it's just, it looks 
different than everybody else's. I don't know if it's cleaner. I don't know if it's like if the bokeh itself is bigger well, or something like it's just I know a few of his secrets because he, he, he is a yes. sharer. He likes to share. I don't know what else he likes to share, but he does like to share his his uh, know how with this hobby, which has served him well on his YouTube channel. And what he does, Nick, is he 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 layers in a lot of shots into one. So this is probably, and Jared, correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably a combination of multiple explosions that he has layered into one. And that's why you get that. Or either depth. painted them in yep. from, from other shots, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it helps that he took it in low light. Uh, having a, a darker backdrop, if you're going to do explosions, always helps because the contrast is there. You know, I, I learned that early on. If, if I'm trying to do explosion shots in the sunlight and I don't have a darker background, a lot of times the explosion is going to be completely washed out uh, by, by the white light. Um, but, you know, he, he's the master fucking blower-upper, is what he do. I mean, the guy uses a fucking blowtorch for toy photography, so... Uh, you know, he does. He has the best balls out there. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. He has some fine balls that explode on demand. Exactly. exactly. Right? Beautiful stuff at SirDork730 on the Instagram. Next up, we have an amazing Bad Batch shot here from at 97 yes. Parsecs 100%. Photography. 97 underscore Parsecs underscore Photography. And it's them just making quick work of some B1s out in the field. I don't, I don't know where they are. I was going to say Felucia, but Felucia, the plants are way bigger. Um, but it's just them demolishing some B ones and they, they each have their own style to it too. If you look at Wrecker, he's got them just picked up over his head, about to slam them down. You got Hunter's got the knife to the neck. You got, uh, (laughs) tech is like, he's like looking at his watch and he's like doing something to like scramble the, 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 the droids brain or some shit like that. And then, yeah, man, they, they all got their own flair to their kills. And I loved it. I loved the, uh, the individuality that each one of the, the bad batch is. It's just, it's one of the best bad batch team shots. And we've been, well, I, I've been seeing a lot more team shots now because echo has, is, releasing to some people around the world uh, without getting into it nick echo is another figure that you know some retailers say he's not coming out for another year yet some people are getting him off the shelf yeah. so who the fuck knows but like i said now that some people are getting him in the wild or overpaying we are getting full bad batch shots and they've been great but this one from 97 parsecs photography is definitely the tits it's to me man they could almost use it for the the banner on Disney yeah. plus for the bad batch series like that, that could be their art, <laughs> not for season two. Cause crosshair still with them, but th- th- this could be official promo art in my opinion. It's, it's just great. I mean, look at these guys. How could people not love the bad batch? Just, yeah. I fucking love these, these guys. I mean, I love how different they all are. They truly are different types of clones. I know our name clones all had their personality, different personality, but they're, they're still very similar. These individuals are all very distinctly different. And I love the hijinks that, that plays out on their missions. Every episode, you know, Wrecker's going to say something silly, do something lugheaded. Hunter's going to do something fatherly and leader like Tech is going to do something brilliant. Echo's going to hack something. Uh, you know, Crosshair is going to be pissed off and brooding. Uh, 
Yeah. They're, they're just fun. Plus, to me, in my opinion, they're some of the coolest fucking looking clones out there because of their kits. Yeah, no. Absolutely. They're so different than the other clone kits. Absolutely. Like, it, the, their kits are amazing. Their, their personality quirks are... It's not just personality quirks. Their personality quirks turn into, like, their actual... You know, like the physical manifestation of what they are, and I yeah, mean, exactly. So yeah, I mean, they're the best. They're the best, and I think '97 did a fucking fantastic job of capturing capturing not only their personality but also their physicality in a shot like this. So, um, awesome stuff. What's your What's your favorite one? Not Not necessarily personality, but armor wise to you. What's your favorite Bad Batch armor kit? Mine is Crosshair. I really like Crosshair's get up. That that like that slit yeah, visor, the slit and visor, like, the, its helmet's almost like bowed uh-huh. out, like the mouthpiece seems yeah. like it's more. He's yeah. got like a very unique helmet shape. He's got the drop down like uh, range finder. Um, I also like yeah. like I like like solid like dark colored things, and his is like the darkest armor. He doesn't really have a lot of white on it because he's in the bush. He's trying to hide, trying to stay under under wraps. So I really like Crosshair's kit. My second favorite one would probably be uh, Wrecker, just because I love the face paint on the mask. The face paint on Wrecker's mask is fucking sick. So yeah, he, he looks like he looks like a fucking hockey yeah, goalie or something, right? Like, <laughs> just, I do, I do Fantastic love that guy. Thing. I'm a, I'm right with you on Wrecker being number two. My number one would be Echo. Okay. I, I just, I, I think his his kit's wild, especially that hand and all the attachments he yeah. can jam, jam on there and. The way his helmet, like he doesn't really have a back to his helmet because that's like his mechanical head now. I don't know if people remember yeah. that, but when he takes his helmet off, there's there's a section cut out to kind of fit over uh, some of the shit that the techno union did to him. But yeah, I mean, just just kick ass shot. I mean, this is that's how you sell figures. Like like the fact that Hasbro still just does shots on a black backdrop. And they don't want to pay people like this is like, come on. I mean, look at that. You don't even collect figures, but I bet, you know, if you had a little disposable income and you saw that shot at a store and all the figures yeah. were there, you'd be like, you I'll, know I'll what? pick up. These do look pretty fucking yeah, cool. I'll, I'll pick you know? these up. So. Yeah. I mean, this is the perfect promotional image. So at 97 Parsecs Photography, you know, put in a put in an application at the uh, Hasbro. See if they can <laughs> get you a job because you, you definitely got the chops. I know they they marketing for they just recently hired a, a an account called Shooting the Galaxy. We've I believe featured them before. But, yeah, yeah, I know, but I don't know if he he's actually making product shots or if it's shot for like the box packaging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like take a shot of a I know set that, like, so you can see it on the it's box. Generally, like generally something like that will just be listed as like marketing photography, and you'll do multiple st- like multiple different types of shoots, but. I don't know how Hasbro does it. If they have like a specific like box art photographer and then they have like a, like a marketing, like digital marketing photographer or some, something like that. Cause some, some will flip it around. Uh, but yeah, no, that's awesome. But uh, all right. 97 parsecs photography killer shot. Next up is at Jason B. Michael. <laughs> and this is, my my Padawan who has far. definitely grown grown beyond yeah, me. Saying, come by, far, by, come far in his short time under the by tutelage. many parsecs. Yes. I mean, we're talking like a billion parsecs <laughs> at this point in time. But uh, I mean, Jason's a killer, and this shot that he has here is absolutely incredible crossover between the Alien franchise and the Star Wars franchise. Some 
This was for Alien Day, okay. by the way, which I, was what four twenty six. I guess right? is it four twenty six is Alien Day because of LV four two six. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that, but this, yeah, I think he did put this out on on the twenty sixth. Now that you mention it, um, and the shot itself is fucking sick. <laughs> I mean, it is uh, Grogu and Din running through <laughs> a cave that's surrounded by the face hugger eggs, and they all start yeah. opening and jumping out at them. You see. Din blasting one in midair as it jumps towards him. One of them's latched on to his thigh pad. Others are, are either at his feet or jumping at his arms and stuff. And he's just got Grogu in his arms fucking running as fast as he can to get out of there before they get impregnated by the face hugger aliens. I mean, like everything in this shot is just next level good. It, dude, and it's I mean, hard guy, to point out anything. The guy has... <laughs> He's he's become a standout. I mean, he he now is you know he's getting shit sent to him. I, I think he's you know gets to do product shots or early reveals, and he deserves every bit of it. I, I'm always gonna have a special place in my toy photography heart for Jason B. Michael, because believe it or not, I, it, I mean we're talking years at this point in time. When he first came on the scene, he actually reached out to me for advice. So think about that. Go go look at at Haywood Pop and the quality of work that even I do today, which isn't much better than what I did five years ago. And and go look at Jason B. Michaels and see what he did with his opportunity to get into toy photography. It is it's amazing. Uh, I, I mean, I know I'm not making excuses or, or trying to explain why he's reached these levels. But I think he's he was a little further along in his family life, meaning like he didn't have a little kid. Yeah. You know, I, I had a little kid in 2016, right when this thing was starting to take off. And, you know, while she was still a little mushy bag of meat, I, I, I kept doing it because as a, as a dad, at least in my opinion, there's not much we can do except help out, help out the wife. Uh, but once the kids started hitting two and a half, three, it's like, all right, I, I have a responsibility. So I, I lost some of the time and sadly at this point, some of the passion for the hobby, but, but not Jason. I mean, like I said, he, he got bit by the toy photography bug and hit it hard and the fruits of his practicing and, and learning from uh, other people that aren't called Haywood pop. I mean, look what he's putting out now. It's just, it's very impressive. Yeah, no, it's fantastic stuff, man. Like you can, it's been awesome. Like seeing his skills grow through yeah, it, the years. It's crazy. That, that's what I'm getting at. Nick, I feel like this is, this is one account we've literally seen go from a beginner to doing very basic shit to now doing pro level yeah, work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, in a span of, of, of two to three years. I mean, just this shot, I mean, yeah, it has some roots to the Mandalorian. You, you, you could argue that it's a play on the scene in what, season two, episode two yeah. or whatever, where they're in that ice cave getting chased by spiders. But, I mean, just just go look at his page. And the ideas he comes up with are, are just fucking brilliant. Yeah, sick. And then the execution is 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 a choice as well. So, yeah. Jason B. Michael will always be one of my, my, one of my personal favorites and show favorites, no doubt about there it. There go. All right. Last up for the top five this week is an excellent scene recreation shot from At Six Inch Figures where we see... The ESB crew in the cockpit of the Falcon. We see Han, Leia, 3PO, Chewie, all in there. This is probably right when they're getting ready to go into the fucking uh, the asteroid field to uh, to avoid the oncoming chase. Yep. Of the the Imperials on their back. The Exogorth. Yeah. And you know, 
it's so clean and it this so is this a digirama because i mean like the interior of the falcon looks like pristine dude like i i think this is a just a damn near perfect uh what the hell are these called oh shit somebody composited Composite, shot okay. where they they somehow figured out how to perfectly position the figures probably on like a green screen or a black or white backdrop and then composited that shot into this um falcon cockpit i mean that's incredible because like i don't know it's it's crazy i'm with you man like it really truly looks like they're sitting at the console and it's a tangible set but i i really think that is digi like all of it i think is is a digital background and they somehow composited those motherfuckers in there perfectly even lit them properly notice how han and leia kind of are being lit from the dash exactly that's that's what i was going to bring up the lighting is like really really excellent given the the conditions inside of the falcon and like i mean he six inch figures did a fantastic job of of matching the lighting if that's if that's how he did this was via composite and i think it is because if you look at a lot of his other shots too like he does seem to do a lot of composite work, but this is, uh, I mean, a cut above anything that he's then he that he has on his his uh, his account uh, yet. So I mean, this is just some awesome work. So yeah, don't really. Yeah, I always like when you when you pick you know some of the the up and comers or accounts that haven't made it before. Yeah, uh, because it is it, it, it hopefully it exposes to the larger community i mean every now and then like oh you guys do so much for the community it's like hey you all are doing the work we're just highlighting it for people to see we we appreciate it thank you but trust me it gets us nothing in life yeah yeah. i mean we're we're still shithead nobodies but if you know if if we can convince a few of you that we're helping the community out that's why we do what we do i mean i just to me it's it's part of my routine now i wake up and once I get the kid off to school, I'm, I'm right on Instagram looking at the latest round of hashtag Star Wars time show photos. And uh, there's never a shortage. Yeah. Let's just put it that yeah. way. So that's the end of the top five with six inch figures Woo-hoo! closing us out. And that's the end of the show. So Matt, take us home. Let us know how we can stay up with all of the Star Wars time show news and updates well nick you can do that by going to starwarstime.net that's right starwarstime.net no i'm not fucking around but yeah starwarstime.net that's our home on the internet outside of our youtube channel we'd like you to go to both and subscribe to everything you can because that is our lifeblood we eat sleep breathe and die with subscriptions all right we get no money for them but it makes us feel like not losers so do it starwarstime.net if you want to listen to the show on the podcast platform do it you should anyways even if you listen to it on youtube that's my challenge to you all this week if you're already subscribed to youtube make sure you're subscribed to at least six podcast platforms and you leave at least six ratings and reviews all right maybe not six but you know the drill it's all about those subs. I've actually seen some people that have known about the show for years and have been in top fives, and they're just now realizing that subbing to the YouTube channel is a nice thing to do. <laughs> we're, we're not asking. This isn't like a, hey, 
we'll scratch your back, scratch ours type of shit. But if you do get some enjoyment out of the show and you do think we do something for the Star Wars artist community, the best way you can help us out and, and make us feel better about ourselves is through subbing on podcast platforms or on YouTube. And once you're subbed, try to interact with the content every once in a while. Watch one of the comic book breakdowns on YouTube. Leave a comment. Like it. Forward it to a friend. You never know what could happen in that friend's hands or eyes. Because there's always time for Star Wars time, and we just want more people to know that. We may not be making you better individuals or Star Wars fans through the SWTS, but we are reminding you that there truly is always time for a little Star Wars time. And if you do listen to the Star Wars Time Show as an added bonus, free of charge, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.